Gothic, yes, I'm Gothic, yes, I'm Gothic. Hey, everyone. We are Gothic. This is 372 pages. We'll never get back. Michael J. Nelson, along with Connor Lestoka. Connor, how are you? I'm doing good, Mike. Uh, I was listening to the music sexily as I watched... I could uh, tell. I could tell. Corpse Bride in my my mental headcanon. Quick uh, close description, please. Thank you. I am wearing shorts that Lauren has told me I am not allowed to wear out of the house. Sexually? And I, and I, sexually. Oh, very. That's the problem. That's the problem. They're too sexy. I see. I see. <laughs> right. And a uh, shirt of a right defunct brewery yeah. in San Diego. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which one? Monkey Paw. That was down uh, down by the ballpark. Uh, right. It was owned by the Hamilton's guys. Right. I think it shut I down two that. years ago. Yeah. yeah, it was a good place. Um, this is the podcast where Connor and I, who work over at rifttracks.com, we come and read bad books for some reason, and then we talk about them on the air, and uh, it's going to be a great show. This is the final chapters of My Immortal, piece of uh, Harry Potter, I guess, fanfic, and uh, what, we have all the departments except um, we don't have any real or fanfic. Because yeah, no real or fanfic. School. We're replacing that with uh, text messages being received on air, I guess. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, that's my... Uh, I play the music over a, uh, a pad that I have, and it's, I think eight years old mm-hmm. and so it just kind uh, of so it just crashed so uh it's getting here. notifications from friendster and uh yes. <laughs> flicker so, and so the music you hear from now on will not be coming from that because it just told me i'm dying so okay. sorry that oh. wasn't actually a text <laughs> anyway uh, yeah well the uh we're wrapping this book up and uh you know so always have an eye on the future and we got big news last week I think I'd sent it to you. I forget what the thing was, but I think I essentially just said, big sip of coffee, you know, get it all ready, and sent you over the news that the uh, Ready Player Two had a release date set. I still would have done a spit take on that, even though I already knew that. <laughs> you think you, the actual, I think you somehow either had it at the ready or very quickly Googled a, a picture of like a fractal middle finger, where it was like a middle finger that was given, yes. had its own middle finger that was, you know, <laughs> recursing into infinity. Yes. <laughs> yep, there's not enough fingers to give to it. Um, yeah, I don't know what to, to think about that. It's, it's, I, I, yesterday I, I saw a thing that it was up for, you know, a discounted pre-order and I just retweeted that and said, the world that this guy, this clown wrote this book in is going to be, is unrecognizable from the one that it's going to be released in. Um, and if there's, I can't think of a, of a worse, of, of a less suited, uh, you know, worldview to come out. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, know. it's like, um. Uh, what was the uh, oh the love guru from uh, right, yes. Michael Myers? It's like you know we I think we've seen enough of you. The world seems different, now. right? But it's we like don't if, really need you anymore. Yeah, if the love guru had been released on you know September uh, you know twelfth two thousand and one, and right. it was like I, read the room, man. We don't need a list of uh, of your favorite episodes of uh, you know Silver Spoons here, right? <laughs> oh well. We but, so that that's good. That's to. good for us. I can, you know, I, I'm excited to see uh, whether you know whether he's grown, made an effort. I think that would be just as good as if he just was like, stay in the course. I hope it's super ambitious. Like, right. um, I mean, beyond uh, Sean Penn, beyond Pappy, it's just uh, yeah. He tries to go full. Um, I don't know, J.P. Don Levy or something. Just House uh, of Leaves or something yeah. too. Just, <laughs> intricate levels maybe there's some novelty to it yeah that'd be great (laughs) 
but yeah, so we've got that to look forward to. But uh, in the meantime, it's got uh, we got Tara Gillespie's opus to wrap up, I suppose. Yeah, and uh, plot-wise, I'm going to have to pass it to uh, my distinguished co-host because I cannot follow a thing. I can't follow it from sentence to sentence. So sure. where are we in the plot? Let me consult the Rosetta Stone of the, of the Gillespie. We've got uh, our hero, Ebony Darkness Dementia, Raven Way, some combination of those words, who has been tasked with going back in time to seduce Voldemort to therein protect uh, two dads, Harry's dad and uh, Lucius Malfoy, Draco's dad, because he has uh, tried to kill them in the future. And I think, you know, for some reason, the dads are the focus here, not the, you know, imperiled students that are usually the focus of the Harry Potter-verse. And uh, I think that's sort of where it stands. We left the last time with her getting Marty McFly's time machine. Tim Machine, please. Tim Machine, yeah, she Morty McFlee, and uh, that, I think that's where we are. There's there's various serums, there's potions, there's uh, characters who are making out, there's flying cars, but all of that is sort of, um, well, that's just as relevant to the plot as the actual plot is. So that's where we left right. off at chapter thirty five. Right, and as always, strong language and content warning from this. <laughs> you wouldn't think from someone who is obviously what. 13 or trying to be a 13 that still remains controversial yeah uh, who is exactly writing this is uh, up for grabs and uh, probably in the middle of this podcast we'll do a little bit of a dive on that because uh, a little twist yes. comes up here but uh, we'll get to that when we get to it but um yeah you wouldn't expect this kind of language and behavior again it's sex man circa <laughs> 12 years ago so. yeah you wouldn't expect it but there's all sorts of evidence that it was there i mean you know i still have my eighth grade yearbook and people just were utterly you know i think it was mostly posturing but the going places <laughs> yeah that was uh that was not a a, a part of my uh junior high years uh you know <laughs> it was making had... uh underarm fart noises in the library it was about as strong as things got so. <laughs> i think we had beavis and butthead to blame yeah, that's true. They ruined everything. But uh, let's so let's dive in. This is uh, chapter, chapter thirty six. Yeah, and it starts I, off. Yeah, with a, a, an author's note. I, I I started to like the author's notes. I like this one a lot too because she says uh, she said I said stop flaming. Okay, one 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 one. I bet you're all probably old seventy year olds. And I just loved the mental image of if that were true, the septuagenarians logging onto fanfiction.net to flame. The uh, the Harry Potter fanfic every week. Yeah, I, I thought of their response to it. If you know, take it at face value. What if there were seventy year olds doing it, <laughs> and they felt uh, that uh, reading fanfic from a thirteen year old kept them young, and then all of a sudden this big slap in the face. Like <laughs> I read this to keep myself young, so I consider myself a young for my age seventy. So. Huh. The fact that you're calling me an old 70-year-old is very, very insulting. <laughs> yeah. I missed my grandson's first steps to come in here and flame this book, and this is the thanks I get? I... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but uh, it looks like Raven is is back. I mean, not back. She's She's been... It's been a rocky road with Raven, but she's uh, the she's got her hand on the tiller again. She's yeah, the, in, right? the guiding hand has returned. She's being thanked, fangs to Raven for the work, for the help. Uh, yeah, so that's we can. I, I didn't notice any distinct uh, editorial uh, malfeasance when Raven was out of the picture, but I I just I'm glad she's back. 
But she's going. Raven is just an update on her travel. She's going to England. So. Got it. Yeah, and no, no updates about the Transylvania trip either. I assume it yes. went as well as could. And our author is in back. I think back in W. Uh, she doesn't say in this one, but I, in, in a future chapter, I think okay. she says something about W. So I'm just going to assume she's she's sitting at her um, high writer's. She probably writes at a drafting desk. I assume. Sure, like Bob Cratchit. You're looking out a looking out a window over a lake and uh, <laughs> in W. So, uh, so let's dive into the meat of the notes. Yeah, I uh, so she's back in time talking to uh, Voldemort, aka Satan. And uh, he has asked her to go to a uh, concert. I guess Marilyn Manson is playing. She asked him to go to a gothic cornet and a movie. So I need a sex and new outfit for the date. And I just thought that need was a very difficult thing to prove here. Because if there was one thing we know is that she has like a Harry Potter magic closet where you, you open it up and the clothes just like keep shooting by. Um like share and clueless, I guess, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I have to say about that sentence you just read, where I, my, you know, we talked about it before. You, when you're reading Shakespeare, it takes a while to get the the language and everything. <laughs> I'm still struggling because I read, even though I know the context, cornet like threw me off. Oh, yes, <laughs> asked me to a cornet, like it just didn't happen immediately. I had to go back and go, what is she? Ta- oh, god. Yes, it's it's, it is. It's like a it's a cryptic crossword. I what if what if uh, Coronet Films went gothic for the uh, all the shorts that we do? (laughs) There probably was a period we just haven't discovered it yet. Yeah, there is a bottomless well. Yeah, Uh, Um, my first sentence that I just I don't really have comment for it. I just uh, sometimes these are fun to read. Uh, Here's this is about the concert and how they're going to prepare for it. Hi, Fooker, I said. <laughs> L- listen, Satan asked me out to a gothic cornet and movie. You read that, but I'm going to go on. Also, I'm playing in a gothic band, so I need an outfit for that, too. Oh, my Satan won. Get it, lols, because she's gothic, gaped Bloody Mary. I want to go to Hot Topic to shop for your outfit. So it's just it's just rehashing the same thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How many times have it has it been suggested that that hot topic is visited? Uh, dozens, and uh, the idea of again of needing new clothes is is instead of combining the uh, various garters and uh, lace stockings and fishnets is is preposterous. I should point out that from now on, I pretty much have everything tagged as a dumb, dumb sentence. sentence. Sure. So it's mostly going to be about dumb sentence management from here on. Out. Okay, yes. <laughs> about what we read and what we don't. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll just you know keep some in the pocket. We have a lot of good submissions as well. But uh, so yeah, I guess they are back in the present at this point in time. I apologize for suggesting otherwise. Earlier, my scholarship uh, credentials will be revoked. But they are wondering what has happened to Dumbledore, and so they they go into post. They went sexily to potions class. Um, I just burned one there. <laughs> um, so they're they're wondering where Dumbledore is, but then uh, they encounter Cornelia Fuck, uh, who <laughs> who obviously is Cornelius Fudge. But uh, they shout STFU uh, exclamation mark one. He is an as as Cahabian now with Snip and Lupin. He is old and weak. He has cancer, and cancer is spelled with a K, which I tip my hat to them uh, for that little innovation. <laughs> But as we recall, she she explained away Dumbledore's 
uh, like Avril Lavigne liking, I think earlier by saying he had Alzheimer's. So I believe this is, uh, he's, you know, become the, the punchline of that, uh, that, that old, you know, dirty joke about the Alzheimer's and cancer patient, I guess. Yeah, he is not doing well. Maybe he is the archetype of the old 70-year-old. Oh, wow, yeah. Hmm? She's, yeah, she's casting aspersion on her haters through, uh, I, uh, through metatext. Another confession? Uh, I did not know what Cornelia Fudge was <laughs> because I had forgotten that there was a Cornelia Fudge. So is well, that yeah. just I hate Cornelia Fudge so much? Uh, well, earlier it was... Uh, Fug was the first time. That yeah, they made that's it why I was confused. So yeah. this is the same person, though. Yeah, I think she just saw an opportunity to uh, change that name and went with it. That's why uh, she's the, the pro. The reveal of Cornelia, by the way, the ellipses, uh, <laughs> full half of a line of a standard uh, margin, at least on my page. Yeah. So I, I don't know how many that is. Maybe someone knows off the top of their head. <laughs> I, uh, I I flipped ahead earlier in my book. The book, the print version of this has... A couple of other like sequels and stuff, which I think are all just sort of you know they're they're parody of this. They're taking it. There's yeah, there's two more, three more sequels, and then two bonus stories. But one of the one of the sequels has I think it was an entire like fourteen page of ellipses in the okay. print version. Yeah, so <laughs> like they, it was it was definitely seized on. Uh, tell me what this means. This is all caps, uh, and this is Cornelia Fook in this case. <laughs> D- dates it that i assume it's dats it 11 cornelio fuchs shooted arngrilly okay. m getting professor bridge 111 okay who's professor bridge that's professor dolores umbridge who uh oh you... the cool the coolest teacher who ever lived no that's professor oh, oh that's that's the other that's professor satan or something like that i i forget her name but she's the one who swears um Right, which makes her cool. Right, even though Delor- Cornelia said STFU, so maybe the fact that she abbreviates her swears makes she's not cool. Dolores mm-hmm. Umbridge is the, uh, she looked like the mom on that 70s show in the movie, and she came in and was like the sort of cat lady, but she was also extremely uh, evil and sinister and like made okay. Harry right yep. on his arm in blood type of thing. Yep, all right. So she has not been a major player in this uh, in this story. Yeah. She is, she is just sort of there. And... Drinking a, a blood mixed with beer—is that a first for this? I can't remember. I well, they have smoked crack, so I, you know, I think the beer drinking was sort of assumed. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I, I don't, re- I don't exactly recall them getting wasted, but I, they might have done it in his car. They smoked drugs. They smoked weed. I just like that things have. Here's the whole sentence: My, me, friends, and I began talking again. I began to drink some blood mixed with beer. So it's just the acquisition of the things. I guess it's just sort of the it's a magical world and I have to accept that blood mixed with beer just appears. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's no like then I went to then we stopped at a bodega where I purchased a six pack <laughs> and then I bled a hog in the parking lot and, be, and poured it into a solo cup that I had purchased at the bodega. I think if she had tried to put the word bodega in this, the whatever it would have come out like, I would have stared at for half an hour trying to figure out what she was getting at. Bo, it would have come be, out as like bratwurst or something. Begodig? Yeah, yes. who knows? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so there is uh, her her glass of blood, wherever they are at this moment. Hagrid is trying to spike it. 
Um, and so, so uh, Darko and Vampire beat him up sexily, and is Hagrid is po- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that qualifies as, like uh, the uh, the little uh, heel kicks that like uh, De Niro does in 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 Goodfellas. Is that the uh, is that beating someone up sexily? Yeah, but I'm assuming doing them sort of flamenco style, you know, okay, hands yes. above the head and sort of <laughs> snapping the fingers, and that'd be kind of sexy. But the uh, amnesia potion, uh, believe it or not, does not play out. That is a uh, that is the rare plot thread that she introduces and loses. So, yeah. So she she looks at him and knows he was putting it. She recognized amnesia portion one 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 by sight, <laughs> which is I mean that's talent, right? Well, yeah. That's the uh, you know I when mean, you I go sexually like, to potions class, you don't just uh, you got to true. You got to learn something. I guess it's like a cartoon bomb or something. It just it has it on the side, you know, triple yeah. X amnesia potions. It has a character thinking about something, but then the thinking is crossed out. Uh, no smoking <laughs> style sign. Uh, so that's the end of uh, chapter, chapter 36. 36. Yeah. yeah. And, and chapter 37, I, do, do you have a, an author's note in this? I didn't, I didn't take note of that. I just went straight to the plot. Uh, I've got it here. And this okay. is just, it's travel updates. Oh, okay. Okay, everyone, Im Gong on vocation on the 1st of July, so Im either gonna end a fic or update it in weeks. Fangs. Oh, yeah, and perhaps stop flaming this uh, story. <laughs> 11 Raven Fangs for to help see your girl after vocation 11. <laughs> so, it, you know, she's leaving W. Yes. Pre- presumably, but probably not. She was already in Transylvania, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, you. Perhaps her parents, you know, they seem well-to-do if they're taking these these many uh, exotic vacations there, thinking this might be a way to draw her out of her shell and, you know, explain to her that the world is more than just the hot topic at the local mall. But it does not appear to be working. Right. I know. I went on vacations, you know, when I was younger, where sometimes it was like I would have rather been, you know, doing whatever my friends were doing back home, like sitting in someone's basement. But my parents were like, no, we're obviously going to go to the beach and you resent that. But obviously later you you learn that it was a, a gesture of love and it was a, a wonderful experience, but you just couldn't appreciate it at the time. I hope that's what happens to her. I'm almost certain it did. I like that you have a positive spin on what happened. She did not end up like Jesse. What was her smart or no Jesse? No, that was someone else. Huh? The the girl who got uh, uh, bullied online. We talked oh, about it last week. Yeah, Jesse yeah, right. Jesse whatever. Slaughter. Slaughter. That's yes. it. Yeah. Uh, that did not turn out well. It seems. But yeah. who am I to judge? Anyway. But yeah. Uh, so my, the... Go ahead. My first note. I just want to know what this means. But you are so sexy and wonderful, Anaway Tata, said Vampire. Why would you need it? Who's Tata? So she has suggested using uh, Amnesia Potion to make Voldemort fall in love with her faster. And so Vampire reassures her, you're so sexy and wonderful anyway, Tata. And that is the instance of the uh, Mary Sue author self-insert. So she has uh, put her own name in there at Terra, but misspelled it. Okay. I, that was my leading theory, but again, I'm not... Uh, Did you think he maybe said, like, goodbye to her midway through the sentence, but then forgot he had said goodbye and kept his, his conversation going with, why did you need it? Yeah, I briefly went to, is he using a really old, like, 80s slang for breasts or yes. something, too? I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. So thank you for the clarification. Yes. Uh, yeah, so the uh, the amnesia potion that might be the the last um, episode, uh, the last mention of it. But uh, 
I think they're going down into like the Great Hall and they encounter my favorite character, uh, Brittany. Um, she says, OMFG, you guys are so scary, said Brittany, a fucking prep. And then uh, Willow comes in from downtown and just says, shut the fuck up, said Willow. <laughs> <laughs> so Willow is like, uh, in, she, she makes her, her contributions, they have, they have a big impact. Like when it, you know, she's like the uh, uh, the person who just you know the your friend who's doesn't say a lot, but every time they do, that's it's the funniest guy in the room. Do you think a little like a, a hype person just showing up and yeah, you know, sort of putting... a flavor flave kind of guy? Yeah, um, that's but... exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> what what did you mean by hype person? <laughs> did you? How, what do you think my perception of what a hype person is how probably flavor flavor how how rounded out do you think it is how many examples do you think i can come up with (laughs) send dog from cypress hill freaky from the lost boys yes 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 exactly (laughs) um yeah this chapter i i believe i was confused a lot because suddenly the door opened it was professor slutgorn 11 Who's Professor Slutgorn Eleven? Well, I think it's Professor Slut. It's it's not Professor Slutgorn Eleven. It's Professor Slutgorn, and those are exclamation marks. Well, I know that. It's but not who's Professor. It's Slutgorn? not her I M name of like you know she couldn't get the first ten Professor Slutgorns. <laughs> uh, but I've, uh, I have forgotten who this uh, is. Professor, I think Professor Slughorn was like some sort of teacher. Okay. I've in this story, I have no idea, but. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know what they're doing, but uh, I think in this situation, she might have taken over for Professor Sinister, who was the cool professor we were talking about last time. We couldn't remember. Oh, so that's a, a feature of her writing that is very confusing, of walking into classes, expecting to see someone. Suddenly walking into classes. But suddenly it was dot, 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 and then it's just someone else? Yes. Uh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is always just leaping out from behind, uh, you know, concealed their presence was concealed before they decided to make an appearance in this in this universe. So, very very confusing. So they, uh, I think, I think this is Professor Slutgorn Eleven saying this. Um, there's a sign on the black wall that she reads, and it says, "Everyone, Professor Sinister is away. She is too gothic. She is in Azkaban now. Classes shall be taught by Dumbledore, who is back, but he shall not be principal for now." So it seems that Professor Sinister was sent to Azkaban, the wizard prison, for being too gothic, which yes. is, you know, this has got to be this uh, the author's greatest fear, I guess. Oh, she always thinks she's about to be tossed in the who's cow? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for being too gothic. Yes. It's like, uh, you know, first they came for the uh, the preps, and I was not a prep, so I said nothing type of thing. Right. Well, that's, that is going to be quite... A sweep at this time of arresting everyone who shops at Hot Topic. <laughs> that is going to take up a lot of our resources. <laughs> Probably going to be National Guard at a certain point. I yes. think. <laughs> but then the fact that Dumbledore is coming back and he's but he's been removed from his role as principal. Um, this could be the the cancer with a K maybe having an effect. That could be you know his diminished capacity in that department. So I think she is tying some of these threads together here. My goodness, I, I did not pick up on this, but I will read. In its entirety, the return of Dumbledore. Okay. <laughs> this is all caps and uh, for the first sentence, and then everything after that is obviously self-explanatory. Okay. What the hell are you do- dong in my office? He began to shoot angrily. Sudwin lay. I saw Morty McFly's black Tim machine, 111, jumped seductively into it, leaving Draco and Vampire. Suddenly, I was back in Tim. I looked around. It was... 
4,000 ellipses, Professor Sluthorn's efface. I sneaked <laughs> around. Suddenly I saw the amnesia potion capitalized. It was black with red blood pentagrams in it. It was the shape of a cross. I put it in my pocket. Suddenly the door opened. It was only about eight ellipses. Professor Slutgorn, one one. <laughs> so she's back in time. Yes. And um, Slutgorn is doing what? Making the potion? Making the amnesia potion? She she had to go back in time to steal it? I guess. I guess, yeah. I, I The whole... <laughs> The whole idea that, that, that Marty McFly is, you know, as we've said before, like uh, Eric Stoltz and Anaconda, he's a character in this, but he is not a character. He almost, you know, Tom Bombadil showed up, and Marty McFly is pretty much the same thing, even though he has much bigger impact, because she keeps taking his Tim machine. But he never speaks. He's never, he never described. Speaks. Yeah. There's not even a description. We don't know if this is actually the DeLorean or not, because later, I believe, it's an iPod that is his Tim machine. So, um, Oh, that's but, right. It's so not, does he just pull up and he's got, um, you know, he's like the most high-class limo driver ever. He's got the black cap on and he just silently opens the door. He has he white maybe gloves. maybe gives her and... a little nod to acknowledge that she looks sexy that day. But otherwise, <laughs> he's just wherever you want to go, madam. You know, yeah, that kind I, of yeah I, I guess so. I, he's, he, yeah, he, he's, he's sort of a silent valet. Well, that's neat. I mean, that's a good use of character, I guess. Yeah, it is. It, sur- it sur- subverts expectations, I suppose. You know, Ernest Klein would have him, you know, spouting the catchphrases. He would say, like, this is heavy, Ebony, Dementia Raven Way, and she uh, she doesn't pander. He, well, Klein would also have him uh, having invented many other lame things from the future, too. <laughs> like, you know, I invented an ecto-cooler flavor right. or something. Yes, you know, right. so. <laughs> wow, this is delicious, Marty. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I, you know there is there is similarities between the uh, the, the Mary Sues. That's the uh, that's another thread that ties us all together. Everyone's like you know they're they're the best at everything. Yeah, um, and this chapter ends with the concert, right? Or they're going to the concert? <laughs> yes, I just was like, oh my damn it! Another, this is I believe the fourth or fifth concert that they have attended. Uh, suddenly, Satan came. You want to know what he was wearing? <laughs> uh, he, um, I'm going to say, uh, bowler hat, um, mm-hmm. sort of dressed like a, uh, maybe like Oliver Hardy. He sort of has a you know, frumpy, uh, three piece suit, I would guess, cane. Tie too short. Mm-hmm. Maybe white gloves, but they're, you know, obviously overused. A couple holes in the finger. Yeah. And you wouldn't expect it, but he has, uh, meticulously maintained his uh, shined patent leather shoes so they 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 sort of they they look really good but in this context they stand out um they like protest too much right his last shot at dignity and it only highlights how much how less dignity it's like uh great expectations the father-in-law buying the top hat and trying to set it on the top of the of the mantle that just doesn't fit on and it keeps falling off and it annoys the hell out of his gentleman son. Okay. Yes, that's exactly right. No, he was wearing a Smexy Blake leather Jackson, Blake Congress shoes, a Slipknot t-shirt, and a Blake tie. Wow. So not far off the... Uh... <laughs> Possibly the first appearance of Slipknot, maybe. That's uh, that's. That's a uh, lateral move, I guess, from the other, uh, the more sexy gothic bands. They're the more sort of uh, intimidating, um, evil-looking ones. Uh, 
Well, be, be careful. We've got a lot of scholars out there, so we leave it to you. Is that the first appearance of a Slipknot okay, sure. t-shirt in Chapter sure. 37? We are, we are humble students of your erudition. We don't know. So sure. uh, we'll, we'll take your correction. So, yeah, they, uh, they say they uh, are, are heading to the concert. I believe the only other detail was that Sirius Black has, has changed his name to Hades. Um, just because that seems like something that everyone in the book is trying to do, and they're so they're trying to snatch up the the satanic names before uh, before they're all gone. I guess I think they you don't want to have to have her try to spell like Mephistopheles or something like that, or or Beelzebub. So you, you've got to you've got to land the the early obvious one, Satan, Hades, um, early on. Um, what was the name of the the call me maybe? Girl? Uh, Carly Ray Jepsen. Carly Ray Jepsen. Call me Hades would be a nice. Uh, <laughs> I think now's the time for that uh, song parody, right? To mash up uh, this. And... <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But Carly Ray's a fucking prep, Mike. I think that she's <laughs> she's uh, that she would be the absolute uh, bane of this story if this took place in uh, 2015. Willow, could you come in here and call her what she is, please? <laughs> Carly Ray. <laughs> All right, so the concert with Satan and, yes. and Hades slash Sirius, <laughs> but they are uh, so yeah. Their their band is opening for this uh, for this uh, Marilyn Manson at this concert. Their band X Black X Tier X. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that changes a little bit in the future, but sure. uh, that's that's generally it. Yeah. So chapter thirty eight. Yeah. Uh, uh, auth- author's note: Do you have any? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't take anything away from this one. I think it's pretty much, uh, she just updates on the vacation, and uh, believe it or not, she is unhappy with the press <laughs> flaming her. <laughs> so that's, it's pretty much uh, rote, you know. Just imagining being on vacation in the, uh, you know, era of constant internet access, her parents are probably like, you know, like, you know, ushering her like into the uh, the Sistine Chapel, like the you know, once in a lifetime experience, and she's just like checking how much flaming she's been getting on the side like not even bothering to look up at the ceiling her father has like a degenerative nerve disease so they went to lords and they're filling up the <laughs> bottles of water and praying and she's like typing this stuff out. oh man um but yeah so this uh there she's asking um satan she says what do you I, sp- I think the Professor Sinister is addicted to Voldemort serum. That's the cool professor. She asks Satan if he knows the cure for people who are addicted to it, and he says, well, uh, three dozen ellipses. I think I think you have to drink vampire blood. So that is another subplot that does not go anywhere, um, trying to cure their, their favorite professor. But then they decide to go on a date before the concert, I guess, to go to go watch a movie, The Exorcist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and this um, is, yeah, things get uh, <laughs> so take a turn here. Yeah, this is great. Uh, they, uh, I can't imagine this is a intentional homage, but um, while Satan was watching the movie, I had an idea. I took his gothic black Nightmare Before Christmas cigar sexily from his pocket and put some amnesia potion in it. So I was totally wrong about the amnesia potion. It, it does maintain a constant presence, but it doesn't actually impact anything. So let's unpack this here. There are, in this world... Um, Nightmare Before Christmas branded cigars, mm-hmm. which seems like, you know, Joe Camel was controversial enough because he was, you know, uh, appealing to younger kids. And uh, this seems like really Disney has uh, <laughs> has has courted, you know, a lot of problems here by by putting these beloved characters on on cigars. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not sure this would wash. I, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's a good idea on any level, obviously, because our, our men who smoke cigars, do you generally see them as fans of The uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? The no. kind of guy? Yeah, it seems sort of like a... I'm leery of anything that is like, a, you know, breweries in San Diego are making like Tony Gwynn branded beer or like, a, you know, a sublime uh, Mexican lager. It's like, just, these are just gimmicks, you know. I admit, let me let me enjoy the product on its own merits without, a, you know, celebrity or, or branding endorsement. And so that's yeah, what I would say about this. You see the, the guys at the... Uh, sitting in the couches that they obviously well worn their shape is is in the couch at the front of a cigar store where the tv is on to some sports and they're wearing a panama hat and a tommy bahama Mm -hmm. they've got a little extra weight on them uh maybe a mustache or whatever uh they're they're typing on their uh typing back to their business that they own and then they suddenly realize wait there's a nightmare before christmas cigar that is up my alley <laughs> he stubs out his uh courage the cowardly dog branded cigar and uh, walks up to order a, <laughs> yeah. a box of those you know d- direct delivered to his personal humidor in the store uh, i do want to go back to something that i thought was fascinating and i wish wish this had been expanded upon uh, Stan and I walked to his car. It was a Blake car with pentagrams all over it. Okay. On the license plate, it said 666, just like Draco's car. Confusing, but sometimes, yeah, yeah, sure. you know, different well, jurisdictions. Draco might have snatched it up after it became available. I went in it seductively. Stan mm-hmm. started to drive it. We talked about Satanism. <laughs> Cutting, music, and being gothic. Okay. Why don't we get this? I mean, we get a little bit of it, but we don't get... We talked about Satanism? Yes. <laughs> I mean, this would have been... <laughs> yeah, was it a crisis of faith? Like, did someone... Uh, did she ask him for guidance? Like, in the uh, in the Church of Satan? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Like, sometimes I doubt, you know? And, <laughs> oh, my child, you know, there is yeah. often doubt. But one goes back to the basics, and, you know, I, that would have been fascinating. Right, yes. And uh, and the fact that she threw in being gothic in there, which is like, you know, we talked about, you know, baseball, football, hockey, and sports. It's like, well, this is, you know, these things are assumed when you're talking about being gothic. Like, what else are you? We, t- we talked about our hot topic clothes. We get it. Like, that is, a, uh, that is a, a major aspect of this conversation. Yeah, but then the only remnant of the conversation, we get a wrap-up of it, because they're smoking weed. Okay. Oh, my Satan, Gerard is so fucking hot, 11. Um, so that's the end of the conversation, but they talked about Satanism cutting music and being gothic. Right. Wow. Give us that, give us that dialogue. Yeah. Especially the transition, you know, like she was, he was like, I I have noticed some, some marks on your arms and I am, I'm extremely concerned because, uh, I, I love you deeply. And that is a reflection of our, our Lord Satan's love. And, um, I just, I, I want to help you. And I, uh, you know, and then she responds, Gerard is so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> and passes the, the, the dude over, over to him. Yeah. And he's like, all right, okay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I thought this was going to be our breakthrough, but I, it'll have to wait till after we watch The Exorcist and smoke our Nightmare Before Christmas cigars. Right. Okay. So they're in the theater now, having talked about all those things, uh, gotten yeah. high. And so, uh, lit a cigar and, and and laughed at Problem Child too, presumably. Yes, like so. Th- this it, 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 
a woman behind them protest, right? This is yes. it has to be a direct echo of of Cape Fear, <laughs> right? I mean, well, a woman. Uh, do you do you think do you think that our <laughs> if we're taking the author at face value, you, uh, no. If we're right. saying that it's a troll, then yes, sure. I mean, perhaps, yeah, I guess. But yeah, so Voldemort has pretty much put his feet up. He's he's laughing at the uh, at uh, Regan. What's her name? R- Regan in The Exorcist. I only know her as Regan. I can't remember. Okay, but anyway, she's yeah. So she's you know crawling on the ceiling and and vomiting pea soup all over everybody, and he's. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, the woman behind him says, "Excuse me, but you are going to have to leave." Shooted the lady behind us. She was a prep. Fuck you, I said. Suddenly, uh, 12 ellipses. I attacked her, sucking all her blood. No, she screamed. And so, one, it's like the first actual act of vampirism we have in a book starring uh, a cast of majority vampires. <laughs> yes, that is. I had that down. Is this the first uh, vampire act? And yeah. it, it is, right? It is. She has put blood on Count Chocula before, but I do not count that. Um, I, I'm, I do not count this passive vampiring. I need active, um, you know, bl- blood sucking. Right. So she has, as a character, has not that she's been, you know, a moral uh, beacon <laughs> up to this point, but she's fully over. I mean, she's said that she's a sadist and everything. So, but there hasn't been a lot of. She hasn't watched as someone's been kicked to death and laughed or anything like that. Sure. But, but I mean, she has exhibited. She's a, murdered someone. Yeah. And, you know, throughout she has exhibited, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, I, I would call it erratic behavior. Um, well, certainly she's not well. I'm just right. saying. And so maybe that's her repressing the, uh, the, the, the vampire urges to do stuff like this to, to the preps. Uh, maybe that's, you know, suppressing that natural instinct is, has been sort of the root cause of all this. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but then so uh, as she does this she the woman screams no as she's sucking her blood all all the other preps into theater screamed but everyone else crapped because satan and i looked so cute together and that took <laughs> took a while because that is another word but they they meant they applauded they clapped at them oh wait now that i said that i i'm directly contradicting myself this must be where i got the idea huh uh before they go into the theater uh we went into the movie the- Thether, where they were showing to Exorcist. In it, a boy and a girl were doing it suddenly. A serial killer, spelled like the, the food. Breakfast, yeah. Satan and I laughed at the blood because we're sadists. <laughs> oh, this, so this is directly before this thing. Okay, huh. so this is her turn to the dark side. I She's laughing at th- that happened in the movie, though? No. Oh, okay. So there's a serial killer in the theater? Yes. Oh. I've seen, you've seen the movie. I, there is sure, not a serial killer in. I, I somehow the missed this disturbing detail. That's uh, hmm, well. I mean, yeah. you know, she's possessed by was it Pazazuzu? Pazuzu. He, he's sort of a serial killer. I don't Pazuzu. Think can... <laughs> Richard Burton says it later in another movie. Pazuzu. <laughs> but yeah, laughing at the uh, laughing at someone else's uh, carnage is is uh, it's a degree removed from from actually doing it yourself so i think she's still sort of suppressing the uh her most base desires i don't know laughing at a serial killer coming in and murdering two people who are doing it in a in the theater while the exorcist plays (laughs) (laughs) i don't think this is the the turn you come back cast the first stone fine if i laugh at that i guess i'm a bad person still redeemable in my eyes i don't know (laughs) 
the the other twist that, that happens in the theater is so she puts the amnesia potion on his cigar and we get this is a very it it's a new mechanic i would say for time travel he they reveal that the amnesia potion will not work on him on voldemort because it hasn't been invented yet in their timeline so Whoa. this is like it's a new it sort of is a it's her own rule for how this stuff sort of works. Um doesn't make any sense, but uh it just so she 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 still possesses the amnesia potion, it just won't work on him because it hasn't been invented. But I mean, she says I knew that the amnesia had worked. Oh wow. Hmm. But that's before he says amnesia potion has not been invented <laughs> yet, so it will not work. Wow. So it's uh her, her her intricately constructed house of cards, I guess, has a flaw or two. But then a really nice turn on this. It's not a meat cute, but it's a fun, you know, now that they're a couple thing. Too bad, because I wanted to use some on you, which I assume they giggle as the blood from the murdered sex partners drains down like a uh, like a bottle of empty beer from, yes. you know, row 12 to right. row 1. So. <laughs> The corpse does this sort of the when you, when you drop the bottle and it rolls all the way down and you can hear Hit, it. Yeah. And that's hitting that's each a, seat post on the way down. Yes, yeah. that but with a with a corpse. Yes. <laughs> um, so after they've watched the movie, they go to the Marilyn Manson concert. Yes, they yeah. kissed passively first. <laughs> Satan parked in a black driveway. Mm-hmm. It's it's rare that like you know a lot of things are black. You know that are just sort of you don't think about but giving credit to the driveway is kind of a nice twist yeah that's yeah that's a good world building yeah so the driveway in some sense is contributing to the the whole overall evil sense of the place (laughs) um and yeah so they uh they they go to the concert they do the devil fingers at him which i think is just you know the the horn the metal sign um they refer to Marilyn manson as marlin which i thought was very funny (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> and uh, at some point in time, so they're they're doing the devil fingers. He's on stage screaming, and then he says, "I would like to peasant yep. X black X tier X." He said, "I ran on stage." Lucian Samaro, don't know who that is. Snap and Hades were there. They started to play their in- instillments. instillments. I got I got on stag. <laughs> yes. So they have a uh, they're doing a, a weird definition of being the opening band by playing a song in the middle of the headliner set here. <laughs> <laughs> After casually going to like, let's chart her night. I mean, do that as a uh, you know family circus thing. Okay, to do a lame example of it. She she drives off with Satan, mm-hmm. makes In a out with him, car, goes into the theater, sees two people <laughs> going at it, who are then murdered by a serial killer as they sit there and laugh. <laughs> Nothing happens, so they watch the end of The Exorcist. And then they she kills someone in the she theater. She kills sucks someone in the theater. Yeah. And then they casually go to a concert in the middle Everyone of it. The theater and are invited on stage by yes. Marilyn Manson. Okay. Yeah. So just do that as a family circus. That's a nice. <laughs> so she would look at that and be like, "My life sucks," and is like, "You have the most eventful, like you know, consequence-free, uh, enjoyable. Like if this is your thing, like you're, you're just living this hedonistic." lifestyle you're making out passively like you're, you've got it good like quit quit your quit your bitching <laughs> uh what is she uh what is she getting at here well she sings here well if you wanted honesty that's all you had to say one 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 
I do not own the lyrics to that song. I didn't look that up. Do you know? Uh, yeah, it's uh, I you know, well, you know it, would you do you think it's a uh, you know Cole Porter original? Do you think it's Billy Holiday? Mm-hmm. Do, um, I think it's probably George M. Cohen. It sounds a little earlier. Okay, it is so. MCR, <laughs> okay. and it is from their song "I'm Not Okay" parentheses. I promise. So I guess she's just uh, she's trying to do the you know you upload a, an episode of Family Guy to YouTube and the person always puts no no copyright infringement intended or something like yeah. that. So. Um, and then I didn't get this. My voice sounded like a pentagram between Amie Lee and girl version of Gerard Woy. Okay, what's a pentagram between two people? She has used this once or twice before, and my understanding of it is she means a uh, like a Venn diagram, or she's sort of in the middle of that. Okay. I do not know what she mean. I mean, if she, if she means that as a misspelling, I don't know what she means. You know, but I I think that that's what I've understood. She means a combination. Okay. Then everyone claped. Satan got an eructation. <laughs> now I had that marked as a DSOTW. Oh, sorry. And I, yeah. and I did look it up this morning though, and that's a real word. That's not just a misspelling yeah. of. Yeah. That's... So it means burping, like belching. Right. That's an odd. <laughs> That's just an odd response. It doesn't seem very gothic. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it, if you ever like went out and you know we were you know having beers with someone and you know had to you know had to need to burp or something and then after you burped you said I just got an irritation. I think they would be out the door like before their uh, you know the the beer had settled back on the counter. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so plot wise, then Lucian starts playing the wrong song, and that leads to. I don't know what is happening here. A wanton act of violence. Everyone just goes bananas. Yeah. What um, is the song? It doesn't say, right? Yeah, maybe that was your uh that was the one uh, the Billy Holiday song that we 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 thought it might have been. I'm not sure. Mm, yeah. Huh. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so he plays the wrong song and James Potter, Harry's vampire's dad, tries to shoot his arm off. Because uh, he's he's made this mistake, so you know James Brown used to like fine his musicians if they you know just even missed a beat type of thing. I guess this is just that sort of um, perfectionist band leader um, in this world. Yeah, he used to James Brown. You can see it on all almost all of his concerts. He does a movement just integrated in with his dancing, huh. where he'll point to the band member and they know they just lost <laughs> like a hundred dollars. It's very cruel. <laughs> yeah, really. Right. For like, you know, one of the tightest bands, there were things that you would never, you know, after after our shows, there are sometimes things where it's like, well, this happened, but no one in the audience noticed. But uh, it delighted us. But, you know, that was probably yeah. James Brown's James Brown's band. No one noticed, man. Like, I, all I did was miss a downbeat on. Uh, <laughs> what, a, nope. what a high level functioning, though, to be doing to being James Brown, but at the same time scolding very at the moment your band. Like, yeah. why, don't, why don't you just concentrate on being a slightly better James Brown? You'd be the, <laughs> the greatest James Brown ever. Yeah, but I guess it is like those uh, Head & Shoulders commercials where it's like, but you don't have dandruff. Like, well, I know. Like, You're the best <laughs> band there is out there. You're the tightest funk ensemble. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Hand over your paycheck. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they. Uh, but then as he tries to shoot off the arm, uh, Luke and shouts, OMFG, no, 1-1. One, one. But it was too late. James tried to shoot off his arm, and then... Uh, thousand epilepsies. I jumped sexily in front of the bullet, and then everything goes black. Right. Um, still don't know what's going on there, but I'll just I'll I'll roll forward with that. Sure. So chapter thirty nine is where things get 
very interesting and weird. It is subtitled, I am a trolling genius, lols. Um, and this is, uh, well, I guess we just have, we have some, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. I said, I'll, I'll say it now and then we'll get into it. I think this is the slam dunk. Um, this is obviously the whole thing is a troll and this is the tell. Hmm. Uh, you disagree. So let's, uh, let's yeah. dig in. So, yeah. The, what, so what has happened essentially is the author's note. This is all written, um, very in, in normal English. It says, I am an extremely immature, pathetic idiot girl. I know out of boredom. I crack this girl's passy password for fun. And it took less than eight minutes to do it too. Uh, it says flame, laugh, do whatever you want. Quote preps. And <laughs> so essentially what being implied here is that someone has logged into her fanfiction.net account by guessing her password. I must know what the password was. <laughs> I, I do. I assume she did not use a, a password generator to have random, uh, uh, letters, numbers, and syllables. I assume it was like Gerard way. Gerard or something way. Like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, X, uh, X, yeah. X. So it starts to get sort of weird and meta where he writes, what a fan fiction of her fan fiction essentially mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i i <laughs> i don't know if it's real but like if it's it seemed so beyond what this author had been capable of that it it is it's that sort of meta fiction type of thing rearing its head and it, it didn't seem it seems so late in the game for it and it seemed so out of character and beyond her scope that it, it didn't seem to me like she had just decided to do this all along. No, but that's what I'm saying. This is another person doing both things, obviously. And that's because who, why wouldn't she just erase it? And and do you really think that she had her password cracked and that someone was able to input this? <laughs> I, I guess I would need to know more about what are the, how did, how did this get published? And, uh, you know, I, I don't know anything about what the, the format was at the time. It right. just seems unlikely. It just because seems... He, the, the author, you know, so he publishes his own chapter and then he reveals she had the next chapter saved in like the draft system here. And so he publishes it again. So that, that you know, that sure, like the fact that she was writing these out as drafts and then perhaps scheduling them as opposed to, you know, banging them out in five minutes and hitting send uh, in between you know, seventh grade classes. I don't know. Yeah, what? I don't know. Maybe someone can fill us in on this. I, I didn't, in looking at the uh, the extensive Wikipedia on it, I did not see <laughs> anyone mention this as being the, the slam dunk that I think it is. So maybe uh, it is. I, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it it's plausible. Uh, yeah, no matter what, it's, it's unpredictable. I did, I did not expect to have this uh, sort of metatextual thing happen Nine tenths of the way through the book. <laughs> and speaking of something at the time, it was as though the uh, remember uh, Carlos Danger, aka uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Anthony Weiner, sure, uh, the, the original dick pic hack. Uh, he well, he said ten minutes after he accidentally sent it, hacked. And as everyone pointed out, wow, you got control of your account very quickly, didn't you? <laughs> so that same situation to me here seems like. Really? This girl who's on vacation, did she take her account back? Like, how did it all work? I just don't right. know. Right. Yeah. This guy didn't, uh, um, you know, change it and keep control of it. He just logged out and, and never decided to log back in. I don't know. You're I, saying I'm, you're saying guy, which I'm not slamming you for, but do you have any, do you have any reason to believe that it's a guy? 
Uh, I mean, in the author's note, he says, I am an extremely immature, pathetic idiot girl. I crack this girl's passy for fun. It just seemed, it, okay. I, I recognize that tone from like, okay. um, um, yeah. I, I feel like if it was a, a fellow girl of her same age, she would have like maybe called her a bitch the way this girl does to, uh, to Brittany type of thing. Sure. Okay. Maybe. No, it's a solid theory. I just wonder. Um, but yeah, so let's let's examine what he did to sort of like pick apart uh, her style, and then we can read the actual um, draft that she had posted for chapter thirty nine. Sure. So uh, just just some of the things that you know he was the author was very familiar with her style. It says, uh, um, "I gave him a rueful smile. I'm sorry. It's something I had to do to fulfill my duty as the noble Gothic Mary Sue." Um, so he he understood that this was a, a Mary Sue self insert type of deal. Mm-hmm. Then he says, uh, "Bloody Mary Smith suddenly popped into the room for no apparent reason." So he's you know we we have also seized on the the suddenly and the everyone just peering for for no reason. So he's uh, you know he he studied he studied the master. Yeah, I, I found it uh, oddly way less compelling to have someone sort of do a. I, I thought it was pretty. Uh, to uh, unintentional term here, bloodless uh, a satire of this person. Huh. Like, wouldn't someone who was doing this do a make more merciless fun of this person? <laughs> it seems it just seems very, very, uh, you know, just bland. Right. Well, you know, if he's been lurking on fanfiction.net and reading all 38 chapters up to this point, it's not like he's, uh, you know, at the Algonquin round table <laughs> in his meantime. <laughs> uh, you're not a fan of the Algonquin round table. It's odd that no, you would uh, pull out. But I know it is shorthand for a group of thinkers and such like that. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't have a lot of notes for for his, we're going to call well, it his parody here. Sure. I mean, so she, she dies and then evaporates in the sun. They sing, ding dong, the Sioux is dead. And then I, I thought this was kind of a fun... Um, you know, it's sort of smart, like Twilight zone kind of thing. She goes to hell, where then she has become a prep. Mm-hmm. She real Ebony realized on her shoulder she was carrying a pretty bag with an eagle on it that said "Live Your Life" written all over the bag. I don't know. Um, I'm not familiar with that type of thing, but I guess it's some sort of proto uh, "Live, Laugh, Love" type of thing. And then she was decked out in clothes, preps to the extreme, wearing stuff from Abercrombie and Fitch, American Leaguer, and Hollister. And then this was, I liked, uh, panicked. Ebony hastily tried to take off the Hollister polo, but underneath it, there was another Hollister polo underneath. So it's like <laughs> Hollister polos all the way down. <laughs> so that, that made me you know, chuckle in terms of what, a, what this woman's version of prep hell would be. Yes. The, uh, the repeated underneath, I thought yeah. was... Uh, hmm. <laughs> but Ebony frowned and looked under her shirt. All she saw was a bra underneath. Dare I point out, it's from the airy line available at American Eagle. <laughs> I think you do dare point that out because right. that would be, otherwise be lost on me. Um, so she slits her wrists and mumbled to herself, "Oh my god!" So I mean, that's not bad. I'm not. I'm, you know, that's yeah, that's okay. Yeah, no, but yeah, it is. It, you're you're correct that it, it could be much more pointed and uh, and funnier just to to do that. Like, "Ding dong, the Sioux is dead" is pretty. Uh, um, cringy, I guess, as the uh, as the preps would say on the in the comments here, right? Uh, so that's the and then the uh, um, you know end crap fic uh, forward slash end crap fic <laughs> also seemed a little I don't know again sure could have been better right if if, if sex man had got his hands on this that would have been oh the, yeah 
<laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> it's a great what if of our time. Uh, so then she, he or she publishes the the chapter that was in the, what does he call it? The, the thingy, document the manager content. thingy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you want to see the original content this chick had planned for this chapter, I accessed it through the document manager thingy, which I copied and pasted. You can read it here. So this is, so I mean, we might as well get ahead of it. He pasted here, and then it is then um, repasted verbatim as chapter 40. Yes. <laughs> so very, uh, you know, Dwight David Thrashy and um, the same stuff in there twice. Yes. And that took me a second because I didn't realize what was happening when he said, I'm going to paste the chapter that was in the document management thingy. I wasn't really <laughs> sure what was going on. So I was a little confused by the repeated uh, chapter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we can just discuss it here. This is chapter 39 and a half slash 40. She wakes up again in the school nurse's office. Um, and serious. Dun Norris's office. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So when I looked to make sure these were copied and pasted, I was like, oh, they've. You know, she actually retyped this. Like, they misspelled nurse here as nurse. It's like, oh, no, she just misspelled nurse a couple times in different ways throughout the same chapter. And again, uh, I'm trying to, you know, my brain trying to make sense of it is like, you know, Norse, a Norseman, Gothic. Sure. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. Valkyries. Hor- like they, horns. You know. So, but, yeah, quickly, like, oh, okay. They don't, normally Norses don't have O faces. So uh, <laughs> I got I got it quick. And she was on a special gothic coffin, which again, please describe the special gothic coffin. Yes, it's a like a special mongoose, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, coffins. They're, the funeral homes are sort of known for the upselling, right? I guess, like you can have the, you know, you can have sure the bottom of the line coffin, which you know I would not bury my dead hamster in that, but like if you want, yeah, or you can upgrade for just a couple thousand dollars more to the velvet lined one and. Um, or the special gothic coffin for a mere $5,000 more. Yeah, the, but again, she can only describe clothes, but I just would have loved the description of the special gothic coffin. And then uh, he says, uh, Sirius says, you were almost shot, but the bullet, the ballet, could not kill you since you were from another time. So that is another just sort of unique spin on, on time travel, is that you become immortal just as you're, Transferring back in time? Is that where the Maya mortal comes from? Hmm. I, I didn't yeah. think of that. But I just yeah. thought about that in real time, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you form a nodder time, <laughs> you are immortal <laughs> from ballets. That is. That would be a, uh, well, look. I. That's a wisdom from on high. There, there's not much that I've, I, I haven't read this kind of fiction, but that would be, uh, I guess, maybe a slight twist on time travel. Yeah. I mean, I think so. Like, I, 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 they'd have to sort of hand wave that away. I mean, we did the uh, the Avengers Endgame last week. We spent approximately uh, fifty four hours watching that, and I still don't understand the time travel in it. So, the fact that this book just sort of makes a little bit more sense than that, right off the top of its uh, head, is it's it's an accomplishment. Yeah, is it up to like time cop level, where if you stand in the same spot, you know, with your person from another time somehow it like blows up the universe or something oh whatever that wow was. i've not seen that one but that's sure that's a good twist on it too yeah yeah well well done uh tata good <laughs> good twist in, in avengers we sort of pointed out that they are just like yeah it's gonna be like in uh, back to the future bill and ted and they, they they say time cop they say all those movies it would have been great if they uh if they listed my immortal <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like my immortal you can die if you're from another time 
Yeah, they do a uh, Ernest Klein right in the middle of their own movie, <laughs> recalling all fondly all the classic eighties movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, she she gasps because she sees Lucian, who has two arms. I'm not really sure what the you know what the reveal is with that. I mean, I guess that's a something he used to not have, but I had not picked up on that. Well, he was going to get his arm shot off, so I I did not follow the arm. The arm thing is supposed to be the, you know, that's the signifier. That's the the spinning top in Inception Inception. or something, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I I can't follow. (laughs) Yeah, because, uh, so he, you know, he had been, they had, she she had seen his death and then they had prevented it and they had brought him in on a stretcher. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. So, um, they, uh, she says uh, that Snape, uh, Snap was possessed by Snap back then. I also don't understand. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm not misreading that. To be honest, Snap was possessed by Snap back then, said James Potter. Yes. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then I, she's back, goes back to her own time. Is that how you understand this? Because she starts hanging out with Bloody Mary, who she's just referring to as Hermione now. To be honest, I don't understand this. No. Okay. I, I guess she, she does go back to her own time. Hermione says, let's go listen to GC and cut ourselves 666. Oh, we opened the con men room door sexily. And then, ellipses, I gasped, longer ellipses. Draco was there doing it with Snap. And so can you guess their reaction to uh, to this? They're angry. Um, they're seeing, you know, her boyfriend is doing it with Snap. Uh, I assume... Uh... Please, this is not only immoral. This is this is a violation for both of us, for all of us. Please. So she she rends her garment. She drops to her knees in despair. She um, she says, "You fucking prep." We all yielded angrily. We all, uh, ex- yeah. <laughs> they all used a uh, one exclamation point and then two run- two ones as they yielded. Uh, yeah, yeah, you betrayed us. 111 shooted vampire angrily as he took out his Blake gun. <laughs> That's only to be used on uh, Dodgers relief pitcher Blake Trinan. Uh, and then do you have the next line there? Because I shall not read this. I, I don't. I sort of just, uh, you know, the, the teacher-student sex, the various orgies that are too common or have happened, I've sort of just uh, t- taken general notes about. Yeah, let's just, uh, that. but anyway, the, the next line is... Quite something coming from a teenager. <laughs> Damn it. Now I want to know what it was. Uh, should I read it? Yes. Uh, again, we would, we all, would, dis- would, all yeah, disclaimers. Um, somebody can going... assemble our voices saying whatever they want to. That's from the, true. Uh, we have said enough Thousands words. of hours. We've... All right. This is quoting from Tata herself, the author or whoever is manufacturing this person. This is not Mike Nelson. I do not. <laughs> condone nor do i enjoy this but for your uh if, you know to shed light on this i shall do it but it is under protest here it is no you don't understand one screamed draco sadly as he took his thingy out of snakes <laughs> so may god have mercy on my soul that's that's what happened there if we can just parse that for a second he no took his... we can't <laughs> <laughs> snakes yeah so that uh, grammatically that means snakes thingy i'm just going to leave it there um 
docking. Uh, so there we've got the, uh, the... She runs back to her room and slits her wrists, which is what Hermione has suggested they go to do before that. So again, her her murdering that one person in the movie theater only allowed her uh, to escape her wildly erratic lifestyle for a brief moment. Uh, but he says that sadly, says Draco says that. And then mm-hmm. her response is, no shit, you fucking suk, you preppy bastard 111, said Willow, trying to take him, you rock girl one. <laughs> I ran suicidally to my room. I sexually took a steak out. And again, it's, oh, she went right. to the freezer and yes, <laughs> yes. got out the Omaha package <laughs> and prepared the dinner. Right. So right. I don't know what's going on there. Well, yes. Early on, she that was revealed as the only way to kill a vampire, even though they've all been shooting guns at each other and such. But um, she obviously does not follow through with that because we have, I think, four more chapters left in the book. So our our Mary Sue cannot kill herself at this moment. That's probably a trait of the Mary Sue's in fan fiction, I guess, is constantly dramatically threatening to kill themselves. I would assume that's uh, that probably showed up a lot in these types of books. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it doesn't play well. Uh, all um, right, so then the, the yeah the the uh, uh, the hacker then adds his own note to the end of it. Okay. Uh, uh, he says, "Idiot's note." Ugh, I know, terrible. But then again, this wouldn't be called the worst fanfic ever if not for the fact that the writing standards meet the level of a day old fetus. Wow. So again, not not a very good stinger on the end of no, that. Uh, yet. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's like. The people who are heckling a baseball crowd are, are guys who have been sitting in the bleachers drinking uh, old styles all day long. You're not exactly getting the, the best minds to do that. So it's the same thing with people who are going to heckle fan fiction. True. It's not uh, Jonathan Franzen coming in and saying, <laughs> let, let me have a crack at this, right? <laughs> and I realize I just uh, insinuated that these the, anyone who would spend their time heckling fan fiction would have to be an idiot. But uh, as, as this enters hour two of this uh, <laughs> recording session. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Disclaimer, of course. We have people on our forum who have written fanfic. And uh, so, no, we're not. This, this is a different level. Yeah, so, yeah. Please, there's a reason people. we picked this one. Yeah. Yes, yes. So yeah, chapter forty happens, and then chapter forty-one. I mean, yeah, chapter forty is the same thing. Chapter forty-one um, begins the story anew. She's got her password back. She's changed it to something more secure. She's got like LastPass installed to protect this two-factor authentication setup. Uh, this will never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Her uh, her phone uh, rings in England to let her know that she's good to go to get back into. Uh... Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I, what I liked about this one is that it just it recons the previous chapter, which had been posted twice. Like they, that was how how solidly in the canon it was, and it just like it uh, it, it completely undoes everything that uh, that she had 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 posted. Yeah, I again, plot wise, I'm just I'm out of it here. Yeah, it's I, baffling. I can't, I can't I can't do it. Yeah. But the uh, author's note is, I thought was was great. It says to everyone who kept flaming this, get s lif. I bet you probably oughtn't know who Gerard Way is. You're probably all preps and posers, and so that's. I bet you probably don't know who Gerard Way is. And I was like, that is a physical impossibility at this point <laughs> in time. If you have read to chapter forty one of My Immortal, not to know who Gerard Way is, is uh, that's that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Uh, but she she does issue the disclaimer about the uh, the hacker and it is mm-hmm. new way some 
Sum one haked into me account two K's inexplicably. That seems to be like a like a communist thing or something, like, you know, <laughs> America or whatever. Right, more cancer, yeah. In November, and they put up my last chapter, but now there is a new one. Um, sorry for not updating G4 a while, <laughs> but I've been really busy in trying to finish the story before the new movie comes out. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so when does that place this? So now we have a timestamp uh, on this. I think it was 2006, um, but like... Oh yeah, new movie. I also, I also think it's later revealed that like this, the last book hasn't come out. I think there, you know, there was. Also, oh, I think okay. the next chat, the next author's note, chapter forty-two reveals that is that they're waiting on. Uh, I think it was the uh, the Half Blood Prince, maybe or no, the Deathly Hollows. Anyway, hmm. but like there was, you know, so there was still chance that all this stuff could have actually played out in the series as she was writing it. Weird, but time wise, <laughs> Raven still hasn't gone to England. Huh. The last note of the author's note is, Raven, you rock girl, have fun in England. Well, I mean, it's possible that she put the trip off because she needed to, uh, she knew that Ebony needed her, her guidance on the editorial department. Like, it could be the, uh, it could be like Jimmy Stewart trying to get out of Bedford Falls. Raven is just like, you know, oh, putting right. her life on hold to, to do the, do the community a greater good. That shot of, uh, Raven walking into the camera when behind her, uh, Tara says, you can't go because I need you to edit the last two chapters. And then the music sting and he just the pure horror in his eyes yes, yes. as he realizes, as Raven realizes her future is editing uh, Tara's book. Yeah. She's never getting to London. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Amazing. Um, oh, wow. But uh, yeah, so she, uh, she wakes up in the nurse's office in 1980. So uh, the, for the third chapter in a row, she's waking up in a nurse's office. But this time it's in 1980. And uh, this is established. This was a nice detail by uh, she's looking around the nurse's office. And uh, there was a gothic black Beatles calendar <laughs> with a picture of the Beatles wearing eyeliner and black gloves on it. It said 1980. So I, I mean, again, tip the hat, a great mental image. <laughs> So who do you th- who is is this an alternate timeline where the Beatles are alive? Or, I mean, are together as a band and still they and, entered and a then, goth phase and then went goth, or is it a, an edited poster? Oh man, well, I, lo- I, I love to think that it's so. What when did uh, John Lennon died in eighty one? Was it? Oh really? Okay, so eighties. Um, so it's, I guess in this timeline, she's either. Uh, keeping John Lennon alive, right? Or the Beatles, you know, replaced him and, uh, and yeah, went on to their gothic phase. Or <laughs> someone is making Black Beatles gothic posters <laughs> in the eighties. So we're sort of left to wonder then, like the morality of this. You know, the Beatles. You know, they ended with a, you know, the the long and winding road, like a farewell statement, and obviously tragic that John Lennon was was killed but you know we've all seen sort of what the rolling stones have done in the meantime just you know releasing disposable albums and sort of cashing in on a legacy and we're left to wonder if she's she's saved his life was that a uh did she do the right thing in terms of if they've entered a gothic phase i think we can all argue that that's a a serious misstep in tarnishing of their legacy yeah the uh the rolling stones disco album uh right i would be yeah. your knight in shining armor 
Oh, guys, <laughs> put the microphone down. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, the uh, the Mick Jagger album, She's the Boss, where he's sort of in his tidy whities on the album cover and stuff. It's it's not good. So Ooh, Yeah. And we don't even have to get into... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've come around to Wings a bit over the uh, the past year. They, they they had some, you know, there's some solid cuts on the albums. I, I believe it's a bit of a troll on my beloved wife Bridget's part that she loves Wings. I mean, now, <laughs> now, now she loves the Beatles, let's be clear. <laughs> but she just is such a fan of Paul McCartney that she's like, makes a strong case for not all of Wings. But uh, when she hears a Wings song on the radio, she's very happy. There was a uh, Rift Tracks conference call a week or two ago where we were talking about a short called Airplane Trip by Jet, and she started singing the song Jet by Wings. Yeah, there you um, go. Which I, I don't think anyone picked up on it, but I was I was pumping my fist in the background. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, anyway. so help me out with this. So this is so she wakes up. She's in 1980 because there's a black Beatles calendar with them with yes. eyeliner on. Makes sense, right? OMFG, I'm back in Tim again, 111. I scream loudly. <laughs> Suddenly, Satan, this is actually Voldemort for photo refreshness. What does that hmm. mean? Oh, man, I don't have it written in front of me, so it's very hard to. Uh, so, this is actually Voldemort for, the number four, photo is spelled correctly, R-E-F-R-E-N-S-S. Man, I mean, it's a photo reference, but I don't understand what that means. Like explaining, and is so Satan is Voldemort. That's been clarified. That's, that's been well confusing. established. Yeah. So I don't know what she's what she's feeling the need to clarify there for photo uh, reference. Did you, do you think it's like the uh, in last week's chapter where she tried to describe a specific dress that Amy Lee was wearing and put in a HTTP colon one slash and the link was missing from our documents? Oh, that's a yeah. I like that theory. theory. That's my theory. The links have been removed in this. uh, They were not preserved. Uh, And then Voldemort was wearing a Blake Leather Jackson, (laughs) which, again, how can this not be a troll? She capitalizes it. She makes it. Was she using an early form of correction? Anyway. Yeah. Was it T9? Was that how you'd write on a phone back in the day? Yeah. Blake tight jeans and fishnet pants, which I did not know were a thing. No, that's that's surprising. That's another an innovation, time travel innovations, fashion innovations. So she sees that, and can you guess her reaction? Um, she just is. She realizes she's in over her head and has sort of like you know tampered with the the uh, s- strings of time, and uh, it's not worth saving her beloved Draco uh, by by tampering with time. So he she... looks so sexa. I almost had an orgy. Eleven. <laughs> Okay, well, so a different they, tactic than what I was She took a different, yes. She went yeah, a different sure. route. Okay. That seems to happen a lot when we ask each other to guess what's That is weird, yes. You'd we think that we would, like, learn from our not experiences. not in on the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, she, yeah, she, I think she, she sort of sizes it up. She says, I guessed that when I had slit my wrist, I went back in Tim instead of dying. <laughs> so it's like, okay, sure, why not? I guess she has slit her wrist maybe six times in this book, and that's never happened, but... I, you know, I'll accept it at this point in time. Why not? We're near the end. And I'm sorry. We just have to read on. This is Satan. No, you're not dead. Satan reassured suicidally as he smoked a cigarette sexily and smoke came all over his face. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, it's just a picture that. Put that in a in a movie. Ah. Animate that. He yeah, re- yeah, that would be that reassured would be suicidally as he smoked a cigarette sexily. <laughs> Smoke came all over. So again, like, uh, I mean, who the uh, age of someone writing this? I hope that they don't have uh, other mental images there. But brother, um, it's delightful. Uh, and so uh, there's a uh, Satan, aka Voldemort, is uh, you know reassuring her here. But then a sexy gothic bi guy walks up, <laughs> and her reaction is amazing. Who the fuck is that? I asked angrily because I did not know him. And I mean, I say that anytime I don't know somebody. Yes. So, I mean, that checks out. Uh, I, I do Vol- not make a lot of new friends because I do the same thing. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, your church pastor is like, well, this is a new parishioner. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's actually a refugee who has uh, been, he's a new member of our community. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and he's, uh, Voldemort says, this is Hedwig. He used to be in X Black, X Tier X, their, their band, but he had to drop out because he broke his arm. So I think in one of our former fan fictions, we had Voldemort and Hedwig making out, and we rightfully assumed that Hedwig was the owl that he is in the Harry Potter universe. But I guess in this uh, this retelling, he is just a sexy gothic bi guy. So yeah, that makes that a little like less their, scandalous. Their bassist or the drummer or something, you know, mm-hmm. a disposable yeah. member of their band. Yeah, and they seem to have a lot of issues with arms in this band, I guess. So that's sort of their uh, that's their spinal tap drummer type of uh, right. Well, that's recurring. why I wondered whether that was a signifier again, like oh, he broke his arm. Is that like he got shot or whatever? But I don't yeah. plot wise, I'm not going to follow that. <laughs> yeah, um, or a Jedi I'm, type of thing, like it's. I'm instead going to issue a Sonic challenge. Oh boy. Here we go. It's tough because you got to do it in such a short period of time. Have you ever done that game where you have to do a uh, an impression of someone with one word? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So well, this, I, yeah, I've heard other people do it. Yeah. This is your challenge. Bye. I said all sexily. <laughs> God. <laughs> Bye. All right. <laughs> so I'm I'm Ebony. I'm Raven. You're Enemy. Um, yeah. Bye. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh, what's the? Uh, it's a. Uh, it's an internet meme, right? From like Tombstone or whatever, where the the. Uh, uh, who is it? The actor, you know, tough guy, cowboy actor, sitting in the chair. Oh, the guy from uh, Red, Val Red Dawn. Um, he's dead now. Uh, oh yeah, Harry the, Dean Stanton. No, the the less older guy, the <laughs> Powers Booth. Well, that's everybody. Okay, Powers sure. Booth. In that he says, uh, like, we're leaving town or we're getting out of here or something. And he sarcastically goes, bye. And uh, so people use that as a, I believe that's a popular meme. Uh, Well, yeah, that was pretty sexy there too. So Thank you. Yes, I tried. All right. Um, So now there's Samaro, who I don't know. This is where the plot, I'm going to turn it over to you in chapter 41. Yeah, Samara was in the band in the last chapter, but I didn't recognize the name. And I don't know if anyone has changed their name to him. But they um, they go to, uh, I think, the Great Hall, where Lucian, James, Sirius, and Snake are all there. Lucian wouldn't talk with James because he had tried to shoot him. I mean, that, that checks out. He says, uh, go fuck yourself, you fucking douche, he shouted at him. Draco is never gone to be friends with Vampire now. So he has never, he's, one, he's, threat, he's foreseeing both of their children um, from the past to the future. And he's also foreseeing that his son, Harry, will change his name to Vampire. 
Um, so it's uh, maybe he has a time turner of his own. Hmm. Or a Morty McFlee Tim machine. Right. Um, theories on this. James almost shot Lucius, I said, indigoily. In- <laughs> I-N-D-I-G-O-A-L-L-Y. I mean, yeah, indigoily is not a goth color, indigo. So indignantly, maybe? <laughs> it is I mean, like- so far <laughs> off. There's no spell correction would ever recognize. Indigoily? <laughs> I always like to think she's reaching for something else. That's why I want her to be, you know, aspiring to different words. Right. But of course right. I thought of indignantly, but it's not even close. I mean, that's like 30% right. Yeah. Maybe she is like synesthesia and she, she can shout things uh, like a color. Oh, that could be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Indigoily. Yeah. I had a, uh, a girlfriend who had synesthesia, which I can never oh, say. Man. It's my argument. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, but especially with numbers, and she said uh, she would say with certainty that the number one is female. The number two oh. is male. Oh. The number three is obviously male. And, and I, we would say, what are you talking? Like, what? Because it, you guys don't know. Oh, man. That must and be torture. <laughs> completely insistent upon it. And uh, the more you quizzed her on it, the more angry she got. It's just like, that's because they are. Do you not see that? <laughs> and I'd, I had never heard of this uh, phenomenon, so it was well, frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to understand, but I guess that's probably the equivalent of the uh, the dress, which, you know, Lauren and I yes. initially had that disagreement where, and, you know, it eventually flipped for me. So, uh, but like, yeah, it must be a very weird way to see the world. Yeah, indeed. Uh, well, we get another making out scene. Voldemort and Hedwig make out and everyone watches, and I think that's where the <laughs> chapter ended for me. But uh, so Hedwig, unfortunately, is a guy. Um, not an owl, so just that that's uh, out the door. Dang. Uh, I just wondered if she's going a little Canadian or maybe Scottish. Be quiet, you guys, I said sexily. Me plan was working out great. Now I could make Voldemort good without doing it with him. Well, that's a, uh, you know, part of the Harry Potter verses. People are, you know, they're all coming from the UK, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's no, no, it hasn't been said that she's American here. Like, if we're oh. accepting it at its face value, of course. Uh, so she's all... been smothering her Scottish accent, and then now yeah. it's just coming out? Okay. Maybe it only comes out when she's, like, feeling indigo-ily. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> you know, when some people, like, they lapse when they've been drinking or something into their, like, childhood accent or something. Yeah, our own Sean Thomason goes back home, and he yeah. says he reacquires his Holler's uh, accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah interesting. Um, yeah, that's the end of that. Chapter 42 is subtitled The Black Parade. This is MCR interesting. classic, yeah. The author's note. Do you uh, have anything on this? I don't. Uh, I believe she thanks uh, a different person. There is oh. a new editor. Who? Medusa. <laughs> uh, I missed well, that. Well, this could be, this is more like a... Um, You've had books edited, right? You get the you get the rough edit, usually mm-hmm. from your direct editor, and then you get uh, another finer edit. But then you finally you get the copy edit, yeah. Which is and so this is fangs for to help with facts, Medusa. Uh-huh. You rock. <laughs> so that I this could be just the the fine sifting copy editing. editing. Sure. Yes. Right. So yeah. Medusa Raven provided and Raven. structural yeah. guidance and yeah fact checking. What could have been fact checked here? <laughs> My God. So uh, 
Indigoily. Uh, yeah, stat. Or maybe trying to avoid, like, you know, uh, uh, libel, I guess. That could have been just making sure everything is, you know, written, like, you know, this happened allegedly type of thing. Well, yeah, one of the first sentences is about uh, listening to a shitty Avril Lavigne song. <laughs> there could have been, you know, the the note from Medusa, like, you know, we are legally, we're hanging out there a little bit with this. Sure. However, it is in keeping with the character, and so it is not in any way slander or libel. So if you want to keep it, just write stat, but I make a note here. Fangs Medusa stat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so listening to that shitty Ever Levine song is Dumbledore, who is sitting in front of us cruelly. He looked more young than he did in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just was like, that's pretty zen, actually. That's, uh, I, I, I like that description. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is that is true. Unless you're, uh, I guess, Rob Lowe or something. Uh, Merlin, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so the uh, the iPod uh, is later revealed... Um, something is something something is strong about it something is strange about the ipod it was slowly changing chonging uh dumbly door didn't notice i knew what the ipod was chonging into morty mcfly's tim machine um but there's no description of what it you know has changed into to become the time machine type of deal or why it was an ipod in the first place i'll be honest i did not pick up on that (laughs) that it turned into a time machine i knew that it was some magic you know like a it was doing something, but I didn't uh, know. Oh, oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and then, so if you didn't understand that, this is something I didn't understand, and I'm guessing nobody did, but Voldemort, a.k.a. Satan, hops in to the time, Tim machine to go back in time. He says, uh, cool, what's an eye patch? He whimpered. It's something you, lo- you use to listen to music. I yacked. OMFG, cool. <laughs> Wait, what's a four-letter word for dirt? He asked in his sexy voice. Um, I guess sand, I said confusingly. Yeah, I was just trying to make sure you were still the same person. He triumphantly giggled. I have absolutely no idea what that is referring to. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I have the same note. I don't know what. Uh, and you were you were so taken by it that you slammed your own microphone stand. There, yeah, I so knocked over my water bottle. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. It, is it just like uh, you know? I I had to make sure you were real. That type of thing. Like, um, I, I guess. But, like a, uh, a signifier they had that you could... I don't know. All right. If anyone knows, please let us know because that is... They, I think it comes up one more time, but I had no idea. I, uh, I by the way, dumb sentence of the week. It's something you use to listen to music. I yacked was one of my... <laughs> that's the first... A <laughs> yacked? Yes. <laughs> and it is spelled like a yak. So that's... Uh, um, a lot of dumb sentences in this one. But uh, oh, yeah. this this is one of my favorite sentences, and I don't think you can get this in any other book. I don't know if John Milton wrote this at any point. Okay. Uh, Satan was still asleep, so he couldn't tell what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have the character of Satan, again, sleeping. He's, yeah. just, he's in the middle of it all, just, look, I know there's a lot of Tim machines being passed back and forth, and... A lot of spells being, but uh, look, yeah. you know, I live a busy lifestyle. I nap when I can. Prince of Darkness needs some shut eye. <laughs> Maybe that's, yeah, that's, uh, you know, Adam and Eve could have said that in Paradise Lost. Like, hey, he's asleep. Let's grab the apple. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, uh, I've, I have a, 
a friend who's a pilot who can just sleep anywhere. I, I used to work night shifts at a cheese factory. There was a guy who would just at the break would jump into the dark room where we stored the boxes and immediately go. <laughs> like, Man, that is a talent. I can. It's amazing. Yeah, and You're- Satan has that same ability, so he is a very powerful being. <laughs> um, and so. Well, we uh, Willow says Konichiwa, bitch, and I was just happy that Willow was back to life. It made me happy. But then we get uh, a little bit of plot. It says, uh, Ebony, I was so worried about you, but I know you can't fucking die because you're a vampire. Snape came back because that girl, Brittany, freed him. I never liked her. She was a bad student, Trevelry said reassuredly. That bitch, did she also free Hagrid and Lupin? I shouted angrily. I hated Brittany because she was a fucking prep. <laughs> I just wrote that Brittany is sort of the, the Bleriana of my immortal. She just off camera and, you know, a little bit revolves around her, but uh, you never really actually get to see her. Oh, uh, I wonder if anyone alerted uh, Brittany to it, like, years later. Like, really? Right. There's a whole book? What What did I do? What? <laughs> yeah, it was someone she went to high school with or something like that. Yes, but I'm 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 of course I, I I spoke too early. She does go downstairs. Um, uh, there was hardly anyone else in the stairs, and tear was an atmosphere of horror. <laughs> on the way, I saw Brittany laughing on the stairs. She was wearing a slutty pink shirt with flowers on it, a blue jean skirt, Abercrombie and pink stilettos. She looked just like a pentagram of those fucking preps, Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan. So again, pentagram used pentagram. To be a combination of the two. Yeah. Hmm combination uh but so she she cast a uh, torture spell on Brittany and puts up her middle finger and then uh when she reaches the great hall i saw vampire potter and says omg vampira i yielded <laughs> what? so she's uh you know this author might be familiar with the uh the works of of ed wood oh yes if uh vampira from plan nine is making an appearance sort of the the proto elvira uh so my God, Vampira, I yielded. We hugged each other happily. He locked at me with his gothic red eyes and spiky black hair. He looked at him with his hair, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, black eyeliner and eye shadow, like iPod. Is huh. that a thing? Uh, eye shadow? No, I mean, I, I don't think they ever released that product. That'd be kind of cool. His, he was wearing a Blake Leather Jackson leather pants, a Panic at the Disco concert shirt, and a black Congress shoes. He looked more like Joel from Good Charlotte than ever. <laughs> sure, you put on a, uh, a t-shirt of a band who isn't like Good Charlotte, you're going to look like more like Good Charlotte than ever. Um, so then, plot-wise, just help me out. Draco, you mean that fucking poser who betrayed you? Vimper snarkled with anger in his sexy voice. <laughs> and then here is what I don't understand. All caps. I know, N-O, but we have to find him, I said, smarty. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, I, I know, comma, but we have to find him, I said, smartly? Or I said... Well, I mean, smartly sharply? would sharply, yeah, smartly though. I mean, I, she's sort of correcting him. I, I think that Draco betrayed her by um, touching thingies with Snape, and, and then uh, so I guess they have they have to find him to prevent Voldemort from killing him. I think because Voldemort at some point in time said, "You have not killed Draco like I told you to. I'm just going to have to take matters into my own hands." Which you know maybe he Dark Lord should have done that from the beginning. But then. 
all the lights go out and then the dork mark appeared <laughs> what is that the, the dark mark in Harry Potter was like the, uh, you know, a, a snake appears in the sky and that's the sign of Voldemort. And that's how they know he's still alive or something. So the uh, the dork mark is just her uh, her misspelling of that. It suddenly appears, of course. Okay. So then everyone shouts and then they ran ran into the Great Hall suddenly. So. <laughs> All right. So that's the end of that chapter. Yeah, we've got two more chapters left. Chapter 43, uh, they're now in the Great Hall. Draco is there, and she's angry at him, but also feels sorry for him at this point in time. Yeah, because he... Uh, oh, I think I have a... Let me go to my notes. Sorry. I think I have a description. Okay. Uh, wait, are we on 43? Sorry, I'm switching yes. between two docs. Oh, I have a so- Sonic challenge for you then. Sorry. Okay, great. That was my first thing. Uh, I'm not okay. He screamed depressedly. <laughs> so back off the mic I am, alright I'm not okay that, Very, yeah Yeah, boy, I got I'm, that was depressing That's what that's what I'm saying as I yeah run to my room and slam my door And, uh, you know, log on to LiveJournal to talk about how much I hate my parents Yeah, that was good Thank you Have you ever done that? Screamed at your parents? Slammed and, my parents? And, I don't think so. No, we had a pretty good relationship. <laughs> I mean, there was, you know, I, there were times when I felt aggrieved as a teenager for not being allowed to do something or getting in trouble. But yeah, I don't think I ever, I never did the I hate you, I wish I was never born routine. Yeah, no, I never, never did that either. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I wasn't, I didn't wear a lot of black fishnets and uh, stuff from uh, Hot Topic. So yeah, I know. Things could have been different if yeah. that had happened. Mm hmm. I had to return a Metallica shirt one time because there was a little logo on the side of like a stick figure and it turned out he was giving a middle finger. So I had to take it back to, uh, I think Spencer's Gifts is where they sold all that stuff. Oh boy, that is humiliating, right? Oh, ex- extremely. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't even think I got to wear it to school, yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, there's always that risk of, did, did I tell this on the podcast before? Right. I don't know, but uh, there was a kid in fifth grade who was the kid who would... Um, you know, like pick up cigarettes on the ground that were not fully and would light them like in fifth grade, like, ooh, this guy's tough. But he wore a shirt in that was like a Yosemite Sam and it had a, uh, it was a parody shirt, obviously, and it had something dirty on it that no kid understood. That's how dirty it was. (laughs) And the teacher came into the room, the, uh, the, like the, uh, the alpha male, you know, teacher who would spank kids and stuff back then. Wow. And he took his shirt, peeled it off of his body, and turned it inside out and shoved it back on him and said, now Oh, my you, God. Your mom's got to come and get you. And, and all the kids are just going, like, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> yeah. Is that the guy just re- he really likes Bugs Bunny and doesn't care for his antagonist? Yeah. I guess. Oh, that seemed whimsical to me. Don't know what that uh, saying was at the bottom of it. My uh, friend. Uh, John in fourth grade wore a the classic I'm Bart Simpson who the hell are you shirt and uh, Mrs. McCannell I guess had a shirt ready for this occasion but it was like turquoise blue uh, oversized and she had or one of her kids had you know used puffy paint do you remember that from oh, the yeah. 80s yep. mm-hmm. she had puffy painted it was a very shitty uh, profile of a dog's face and then it said dog in huge letters above it <laughs> so he got to wear that for the rest of the day wow <laughs> Nice. Oh. All right, back to the plot here. Yes. 
Uh, she selectively took the caramel from my pocket. Yes. And I had a, I had a long time, it took me a long time to figure that out. I think I had to read the rest of the chapter before I realized that meant camera, video camera. Ow! I have yeah. that as a, uh, you need to explain this moment. Oh, yep. Yeah, it just, it just by pure context, I think later she says she, she flimmed something or something like that. And then I was like, oh, okay, God, amazing. What is selectively? I, <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't say it's, she probably misspelled seductively just since she does everything sexily or um, that type oh, of thing. Oh, I seductively took the camera from my pocket and then began Frenching Draco sexily? Uh, yeah, I guess so. That's the rest of the sentence. All right. Then we get into just the big, there's a big orgy. Big orgy, yeah. This, and is, so un- I, this is unpleasant. Yeah, they have some of the professors chained up and they're watching them. And so I was like, yeah, this is unpleasant, ridiculous, uh, immature, out, out of nowhere, unjustified. But it also is pretty much how the how the book it ends. So that uh, all time classic and, and hit movie. So is it really? I never. Yeah, there. I don't they, think I got through it. I got it. There's a well. Yeah, I mean, you could have <laughs> you could have read it for three years and not made it all the way through. But there's uh, in order to unite or something to defeat the power as children they all uh they all have to bang in the sewers um, before Jeez. they go to, to to fight him oh yeah it's pretty notorious i don't think they included that in the uh in the movie because you know it's 13 year olds i think so wow yeah it's it's very you know uh, very yeah very strange but yeah so there's uh there's more parallels than you'd like to think with um the western canon hmm. here in my immortal oh dear well let's look let's end that unpleasantness with uh we took turns doing torture curses on him because we were all sadists. Suddenly, and then we get a line of ellipses, and then a carriage return, mm-hmm. and then another line of ellipses. <laughs> yeah, breaking new ground. And this is the final uh, uh, sentence of chapter of the penultimate chapter. A big Blake car that said six 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 on the license plate flew straight through the windows, and Snap was in it. Eleven. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, the the these reveals are sort of they're they're starting to fall a bit flat when, um, you know, uh, the same characters are always appearing and gasping and all that sort of stuff. Although um, she did throw us off because six 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 could be any number of license plates. <laughs> True, it could be any character at this point in time. Yes. It's like the uh, dealer plates they give you that are the temporary tags. They just all say six 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 in this world. Right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so keep that in mind. The final chapter, I mean, the final sentence is, and Snape was in it, and Snap was in it. Uh, eight exclamation marks and two ones. Uh, chapter 44, the final chapter begins with Draco shooting angrily, that's me car, but suddenly <laughs> it was revealed who was in the car. It was, ten ellipses, Snape! Five exclamation marks. Uh, I... As previously stated, as we, as you have revealed, you have undercut your own drama here. To be fair, she was traveling from um, her vac- vocation to W. So <laughs> she, there could have been a span there where she didn't go back and look at what she had already revealed. So Yeah, it's like you just said. It's hard to remember what we've talked on this podcast when you go a couple weeks in between recording. So, But where are Raven and uh, what's her name? Methuselah? What, what is it? Uh, Medusa. Medusa. Where are yeah. they on this? Uh, by look, this, this point in time, your, they must- your cash cow. You got to rein her in here. I think they were probably like we've gotten our 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 ten twenty twenty thousand dollar editorial fee for this. She she paid in full. We're just you know our heart's not in it anymore. This is the last chapter. We're gonna phone it in. 
Uh, maybe she went to print without running it through the editorial department. She just thought, I have to get this out. It's in my head. Yeah, my, well, my uh, Willow does not show up in Chapter 44, so it's it's potentially that she has, uh, you know, they feuded again and have, have written her out of the book. And Chapter 44 does not mention Raven? No. I don't know. I don't think so. No, she speculates on who's going to be hot in the movies. <laughs> Uh, which is, uh, I still can't wait for the movie. One Tom Fleeton is so hot, lol. I hop Harry, Will Beckham, gothic, cause me friend told me is really emo in this book. Uh-huh. OMG, I'm living W. Pretty soon can't wait. This will probably be the last chapter until I come bake. So I'm I, living. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm leaving. Okay. She's leaving W. Yeah, pretty w. soon. But I thought she was gone on vocation. <laughs> so I don't know what her travels are not. Someone should do this. It's like the... Uh, need a family circus for that as well. Yeah. Well, it's like the, the, the uh, Ministry of Paul. I mean, it's sort of, you can piece it together that he goes to Turkey and then he goes here. But, you know, it's, it's hard to say when he goes from Rome and then back <laughs> sure to Corinth and all of that. It's, it's, <laughs> so we, we don't know. We, we can speculate, you know, we, the shipwreck and all of that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Scholars will uh, will will piece this together at some point in time. Right, right. Um, but so yeah, the uh, we, the the action sort of comes to a head here. We do not have a, I would say, satisfactory ending, but we we do have an ending. So we should just uh, we can build towards that. Uh, Draco is upset because Snape is in his car. He uh, looks at Ebony sadly. I forgot to tell you, Ebony Snake made me do it with him. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> well, one of my dumb sentences suddenly. Willow, Bloody Mary, Diabolo, Ginny, Dracula, Fred and Gorge, Hargrid, McGonagall, Dumbledore, Sirius, and Lucian all ran in. <laughs> so it really is it's sort of what we were all building to. Suddenly the entire school ran into the room. Yep. Um, I have a lot of dumb sentences here, but that's uh, let's just burn them. And this one is a, uh, we talked about it last week, and I don't think we've had it yet, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle homage. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Dark Lord shall kill all of you. Then you must submit to him, Snape ejaculated menacingly. <laughs> we did talk about the uh, the phrase ejaculated, and you mentioned that it was, yeah, Sherlock Holmes, and now it has finally paid off. Yes. So I, I didn't think it would go there. I mean, this no. is not a word that you would... This is very, very archaic. So what is yes. going on here? This is yeah, another I, sign of a troll, I felt. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That and the the, uh, the synonym for belching that she uh, she used earlier. The was, eructation, it, yeah. Yeah. It sort of made you think they were a bit, uh, had, a, had a vocabulary uh, that would belie their, how they were presenting themselves online. Yes. Um, and then plot-wise, again, I was, I don't know. Well, we got the call back to that thing we were both confused by. Uh, Harry screams, I know a four-letter word for dirt, cruciatus. Okay. And that does, not, uh, that does not give me any more clarity, unfortunately. Is that, a, that, I assume, is a spell from Harry Potter? That sounds, I mean, I think crucio was like the killing curse. It was one of the uh, things you weren't um, allowed to say. So, but that is, so, yeah, that is a dramatic moment to, to say that even if you're misspelling it. Uh, but the root of that would be the cross, right? Not or crucible or something, but not dirt, I wouldn't think. Uh, yeah, I and just whatever they're referencing there is... 
it seems like he's putting a twist on the uh, on the thing we don't understand. So yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, so and dirt it, is a four letter word, right? Like that doesn't. I don't know. I don't know okay. what she's doesn't getting. matter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it fell down. Here's a good sentence. It fell down. Snap quickly. Crowled out of it and picked up the sitio camera. Okay. So I think that's supposed to be action of like his something from his wand hit Draco's car. Okay. Yep. And he pulled out the video camera. Camera. Yeah. And then yeah. So the video camera is from. A while back, I guess, and she says, "If you kill me, then these videos will be shown to everyone in the skull. Then you can just be like that gothic girl, Paris Hilton." He laughed meanly. "No," I screamed. "FYI, I have a picture of you doing it with Lupin. What's she talking about?" Lupin slurped as he sat in chains. <laughs> <laughs> so he might just have like a uh, he, maybe he has one of those like beer drinking helmets on that you take to a baseball game, and he's uh, he's sucking on one of those as he's being chained up and watching all this unfold. Uh, another good insult from uh, the Voldemort. Foolish ignoramuses yielded yes. Voldemort from his broomstick. Thou <laughs> shall all die, D-Y-E, soon. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, that, that, one of my favorite things of the book was just those uh, those uh, dollar words that she's making the adults use and none of the kids use. I wonder if she had, does she have like an old time, assuming again that this is not a troll, like an old-timey grandpa who lives up in the attic or something. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. foolish ignoramuses. <laughs> My grandfather would call uh, would call shoes clod hoppers. Like, so sure. Distinct possibility. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're almost we're almost to the end. We're pretty much there. Yeah, I just sort of like I they they end up in what she describes as they're pointing wands at each other, and she says, "You guys are in a Latin standoff." I shouted desperately. So that's a Mexican standoff, I think, is the term. Um, Was she trying to be PC there or something? (laughs) Possibly. I don't know. (laughs) Stand of? (laughs) One, one, one? Desperately. Yeah, that one is impossible to even try to. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, everything has come to a head. Voldemort's pointing a wand at Harry and Neville. There's black guns being drawn. And then I I just have the final couple sentences, unless there's anything before them. No, the, I mean, the final two sentences really put a bow on the whole thing. Read them, read them out. I cried sexily. I just wanted to go to the common room and slit my wrists with my friends while we watched Shark Attack 3 and saw and do it with Draco. But I knew I had to do something more impotent. Abracadabra! I shooted. <laughs> And that's the end. It it ends like we like we said before, like Inception or like Lady of the Tiger. It's uh, the reader is left to draw their own conclusions. It is amazing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, there's uh, uh, Gone with the Wind. I have that written down here. Last okay. line. <laughs> tomorrow, I'll think of some way to get him back. After all, tomorrow is another day. So you know we're in media res. There, there's another it, right. It's the same. Yeah. Sure, it's uh, you know, I I feel like there's a lot of uh, things that she's probably referencing here, uh, as she has throughout the entire uh, entire book. The Tempest kind of lets it hang. This is the immortal, mm-hmm. the immortal Bard. This is his words to the his audience. His sign off. Yeah. As you from crimes would pardoned be, let your indulgence set me free. So I think it joins the canon. Yeah, that is that was his like that was his uh. 
his his career, I guess. Yeah. But also, exactly. you know, to the audience of the play, like you know, applaud so he can leave type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what she's that's what she's going for. That that's her. Uh, <laughs> or her parents revoked her internet access finally after they uh, you know received a just, you know very disturbed phone call from like the vice principal of the school. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've got reports that she's posting some really gross stuff online, and like Britney's parents are, to be frank, very concerned. Uh, I have one more comparison. Uh, David Foster Wallace, aforementioned. Mm. This is yeah, from uh, The Broom of the System, the final line. You can trust me, RV said, watching her hand. I'm a man of my. And that's the end of the book. Wow. So, yeah, in the middle of a sentence. Um, so, well, yeah, that's, uh, that's how Infinite Jest ends soon. It sort of ends uh, in the middle of the story. Um, and it uh, you're sort of left to wonder... Either restart the book in sort of a meta meta way of being addicted to the entertainment, or you're you're they're left to parse it out. But you're you're given all these characters and stuff, and then let left to your own devices in terms of how you interpret it. And that's uh, that's what she's given us here. Right, okay. nineteen eighty four. Last line: He loved Big Brother. So it was uh, an entire bleak, you know, new chapter. But none of it you just have to imagine it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So she's in in good company. I would say so. Yeah, those are some heavy hitters. Yeah. (laughs) Well done, Tata. Oh, man, that broom of this. I've not read that, but that's infuriating. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Yeah. When you get to uh, when you when you when you finish reading Infinite Jest, you pretty pretty much Google what happened at the end of Infinite Jest. And there's one sort of explainer that people have sort of decided on as the uh, the best thing to do. And so that's what everyone points you to. Oh, really? Isn't that like 7000 pages long? Yeah, and I read it on a Kindle, and so you have absolutely no idea when the end is coming because there's so many you know footnotes at the end of it that are at the end of the Kindle. So you hit like eighty three percent, and it's done, mm. <laughs> and it ends you know very much without a, a, a satisfying ending. So wow, Inf- yep, infuriating. So yeah, Ebony and DFW. Yes, indeed. Wow. Well, what a ride. It is a yeah. I mean, I would say a ride. I think it's probably a little bit longer than it needed to be, but. Um, you know, very entertaining and, uh, we're, we're, we'll be left for the debate until we actually get some clarification on who wrote the damn thing. Yeah. I would like, I think we should, uh, actually gavel our choices to whether or not it is a real person and not that we can ever find out, but at least we'll be on record as saying which, which way we go. And so I'd, I'd like to hear your final your final thoughts, if you want to add color about who you actually think it is or, you know, whatever. But I'd like to hear your, um, you know, gavel it close. This is who I think it is. Let it stand. And then we'll we'll find out or not find out uh, in the future. Okay. So who- I think it was a real sincere person. Uh, I think they started to lean into it more by the end of it. I think that the hack was real. Um, so I think that some of the stuff was probably once they got attention uh, the audience, uh, it's why you don't share your work with someone before you're done writing it. I think it was definitely influenced by the audience, clearly, from the author's notes. The, the preps had a major effect on her. But I, I do believe it was a real um, person. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the opposite. Obviously, I've, I've hinted. I've shown my cards here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it, it is equally as puzzling to me. So don't say, you know, don't think that I, I have a lot of confidence in this answer. 
It's just because I have never met a human being like this. But then again, nor have I met a human being who would pull this kind of a right. <laughs> pull this kind of a troll. So it's it's a tough. But if I had to, if I had to bet the mortgage on it, I would say yeah. that this is a very bizarre troll that someone did the first one, got reaction to, and then leaned into it and said, "Okay, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ride it out and make up a little, fluff it out with a little fiction and." Uh, and then did the bold thing of pretending to hack it. Yeah. Um, although, that, again, that's tough because, again, the hack didn't, like I said, it was pretty bland stuff. But this is this may not be a talented troller. It's just right. someone who had uh, had people's eyes for whatever reason. So, anyway, right. that's my that's my assessment. I think it's a troll. Okay. Well, we do get some uh, some fans did write in with their theories, so maybe we should read some some emails from people about uh, uh, what they had to say. We go to the party. We go to the game. We go and get the dinner. Ain't cruise out, man. It's stealing people's mail. All right, so these are emails from our listeners, many of them Patreon supporters. You can check out that at patreon.com slash 372pages. Uh, we have been... Uh, you know, posting every episode early there. We've been posting Meet the Authors segments where you get to meet some very uh, interesting people that we can't cover their books on there. And uh, there's all sorts of uh, great things that you can only get on there. There's contests. Please join, support it. We appreciate everyone who does. And here is an email from Matt. He says, I've read a lot of discussion back and forth on whether or not the infamous fanfic is real or not, but one theory I don't think I've seen put out is whether or not it first began as real story and then, as criticisms be criticisms began flying, became an exercise in nonsense. So that's what we were sort of just saying, but uh, he elaborates. There are a few things on this earth as spiteful as a scorned teenager. I can easily imagine a young fanfic author responding to criticism by doubling down on the very things that her readers dislike in a story to the point of finding more and more outlandish ways to make, quote, mistakes. Oh, you don't like that I misspelled Dumbledore? Well, now I'm going to misspell it even harder. Anyway, just a thought I had while listening on my commute home the other day. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that's I'm sure that that's true. But do you think that all of those things together, like doing the the one one ones and everything, so consistently, is that yeah. the thoughts of a teenager saying this is going to irritate <laughs> them, and this is going to irritate them, and then this yeah. is going to irritate them? I don't know. And maybe looking at it with uh, with adult eyes towards it. I don't know. Right. Here's uh, Theodore. Moon people had more than its share of errors, but reading My Immortal was like driving down a street made entirely out of speed bumps, while the other people in the car debated whether it was a parody of speed bumps or because the pavers were just really bad at their job. It does not matter if it's a parody or not, because it's an awful time either way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there were highlights. Come on. <laughs> Uh, speaking of moon people, this uh, email just came in uh, from David. He, his subject line was, Moon people predicted it. And then it was a link to a Gizmodo article with the headline, NASA ominously chooses Halloween 2021 to launch long-delayed space telescope. What? And he just said, do you think they're nervous? <laughs> wow. I do not know. Uh, there are two people in the world who find it ominous that rockets launch on uh, on Halloween. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is another email from Nathan. I am using my past experience to weigh in on the issue of whether this work was written by a troll or if it was a real fanfic attempt. In my previous career as a captain in the Army's military police, uh, I'm not sure if this person has written in before, but we've had a couple people from the Army written in about um, 
like was there one of people playing chicken or not like, oh yeah oh for sure i remember that so I'm not, very much uh, yes <laughs> he says one of my responsibilities was to review police reports prior to those reports being finalized and published in what is called a blotter approximately one-fourth of the handwritten sworn statements the military's version of an affidavit of witnesses our patrols gathered were just as littered with typos, grammatical errors, and missed words as my immortal. Wow. Oh, dear. This writing is strangely reminiscent of those terribly written tr- sworn statements I wasted my mental processing abilities on. Unfortunately, I am left to conclude that my immortal was written by a young American trying her best. I am continuously entertained by your work. Thank you for making me laugh. So there's, uh, yeah, America's uh, men and women in uniform. Uh, being compared to the uh, the anonymous author here. That is one of the more depressing things I've heard in a while. And, th- and they're coming <laughs> fast and furious these days. So that's amazing. <laughs> My goodness. Um, so that's the, uh, that's the was it a troll or not block. Now we get some people who took up our challenge of, of writing some other uh, works in the style of Tara Gillespie. This first one is from Michael. He submits one titled... Lair of the Wife Worm. <laughs> he says, Fangs, Mary, Bloody Shelley for editing this, you middle class perp. He says, My name is Adam and I live in Australia. Wire, I own one of 1,100 horses. My uncle brought me to London where he owns a couple of states. I wire a black button down tweed shirt with Gothic Nosferatu <laughs> on the front. I buy all my clothes and records from the Edgar Allan Poe store. <laughs> Tesla will be at the town square playing music with his coils. He is so effing strapping. OMFW. <laughs> Caswell comes in with a white snack shirt. Stupid prep. <laughs> uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, delightful. Um, that was very good. I'll, I'll post the whole things maybe on the either Patreon or Discord. Um, this one is from IJC. Uh, let's let's skip this one and come back to it because it, it sort of builds to this one. Uh, Brian. Dan Brown in the style of My Immortal. <laughs> Snap admired Egony as she began to walk down the cement causeway like Gerard Way. He's so fucking hot. He noticed <laughs> that her icy blue eyes like limpid tears seemed distant taut day, but her checks had a pale freshness and her long black hair, that's how she got her name, with purple streaks and red tips looked newly blown dry. Trailing her was the faint scent of Johnson's baby powder. His eyes fell the length of her slender torso to her black corset with matching lace around it and black leather miniskirt, and finally to her legs with pink fishnets and black combat boots. Ebony darkness, dementia raven weighs legs. <laughs> Hard to imagine they support a vampire witch that looks like Amy Lee, Snap mused to himself. <laughs> wow. Very nice. Nicely done. Uh, here we go. Nolan. Don Quixote in the style of my immortal. Hi, my name is Don Alonso Quixote de la Mancha, Knight of the Sorrowful Visage, and I have a scarred and weary face. That's how I got my name. (laughs) With a lance and armor and a horse, which I have dubbed Rocinante, and a lot of people tell me I look like Charlemagne. Author's note, (laughs) if you don't know who she is, get the hell out of here. (laughs) I'm a chivalrous knight, in case you couldn't tell, and I wear the helmet of Mambrino, which makes me invincible. I love being a knight and spend all my time performing virtuous errands for my most beautiful lady love in waiting Dulcinea. For example, today I was set upon by giants who I attacked, but they picked me up and threw me to the ground before I could finish them off and enchanter turned them all into windmills. Through the town with my squire Sancho. A lot of scholars and enchanters stared at me. I put up my lance and demand they joust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love um, it. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, that was that he did not do as many spelling errors and made it easier to read. 
Here is one more, and then we have the final one. Primate Brain submitted this. It occurred to me while listening to My Immortal Episode 2, there's an unusual similarity between My Immortal and Finnegan's Wake by James Joyce. Consider the following lines from My Immortal. Snoop garbed the caramel and put it in his pocket, and then he and Snoop both took out guns using magic. They started to shoot each other angrily. None of the ballots got on each other yet. You must stab Vampire, he said to me. If you don't, then I'll rap Draco. Now consider the following lines from Finnegan's Wake. Sobs they sided at Philagian's Chris or Miss Wake. All the Whovillains of the nation prostrated in their consternation and their duodicimally profusive plethora of ululation. My God. Wow. Um, yeah, I've never really read that. So that's I, I, have says, the, uh, I have the last line from Ulysses. Oh, what was it? And then he asked me, would I yes to say yes, my mountain flower? And first I put my arms around him, yes, and drew him down to me so he could feel my breasts all perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said, yes, I will, yes. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Stream of conscious. At least that gives you, uh, that gives a little more closure, I would say, at the end of the book. That's true, yes. But so he says, both excerpts are full of ridiculous nonsense words, but in both cases, they are also elaborate puns. Caramel for camera in Tara's case, and the later mentioning of rap. Similarly, the passage from Finnegan's Wake is provided, like much of my immortal, a reference to a song called Miss Hooligan's Christmas Cake. I don't know what that is. Sounds like Taffy was a Welshman. It is also a pun on the name of the book itself, while also spelling Finnegan wrong on purpose, as Tara often does with Ebony's name. Joyce oft goes on to make the pun Hooligans out of hooligans and holy ones, as they are presumably referring to a funeral, which is also gothic enough to be up Tara's alley. The passage ends with the hooligans singing mournfully, perhaps as though they were at an MCR concert. <laughs> wow. It is entirely possible, dare I say probable and highly likely, that Tara Gillespie or Rose Christo deliberately set out to write her own Finnegan's Wake, and perhaps the history books will determine that she succeeded. Strong, strong statement. Very, very. I, uh, I, I told, I said this before. Again, danger on a podcast. But I read the uh, a huge Samuel Beckett biography, and when he was working with James Joyce, James Joyce was writing like I, I think it was Ulysses that uh, he was really the only other person on Earth who could understand the book. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> great, great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah, he understood it, hated it. So there you go. <laughs> uh, this final one is from IJC. Rush documentary, written like my immortal. <laughs> yes, now I'm on board. My ears are perked up. A.N. Stop flaming Bieber fans. Fook off. I'm nit singing until you give me five good reviews. Thanks to Alex Lifeson for helping with the music. <laughs> Hi, my name is Getty Lee, and I have long brown hair. That's how I got my name. And I stayed in a band called Rush. I'm Canadian, and my band is too. Author's note, if you're not Canadian, get the hell out. We got together in 1968, and we were Canada. Get it? Because I'm Canadian. Bluesy back then. Then in the 70s, we were more rock. We were huge in the 70s and 80s. In the 80s, we were more synth. You probably heard our song, Tom Bombadil and Lemon Light. <laughs> I went on stage wearing a black t-shirt and blue jeans and sneakers. We sang Subway Divisions and everyone cheered. At the, after the concert, we went backstage and watched Anne of Green Gables because we're Canadian and we like that because it's filmed in Canada. What you say about Tom's company is what you say about society. Rush rocks. One, 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 one. Wow. <laughs> Again, so specific. <laughs> Utter madness. Oh, our grandpas are so happy yes. that we're doing this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so thank you, everyone, who emailed. 
uh, all those things. Uh, a lot of work went into those. I will post them again, maybe just as a, I'll post them everywhere. I'll, people deserve to, uh, to read the whole things because some of them are longer than what we read. But uh, we can conclude My Immortal with some dumb sentences of the week. A sentence begins with a capital letter. A capital letter is a letter that's big. A capital letter is not a small letter. A capital letter is big, big, big. A All right, we have covered a lot a of these, believe it or not. So, But we will, uh, we will give them people their due for submitting them. Adam submitted, Amnesia potion had not been invented yet, so it would not work. He says, logic-wise, it's a head-scratcher, to put it nicely. What I find most notable about this sentence, however, is that for once there isn't a single spelling error. Hmm. Almost as if Tara took particular care in organizing her thoughts. Almost as though she realized she was onto something. And he says it's her attempt to solve the butterfly effect. Um, so yeah, just like me, I thought it was a, a notable uh, addition to the uh, time travel canon. Andrew submitted, in it, a girl, boy and girl were doing it suddenly, and a serial killer came. So he was confused here as well. He said, this does not happen in The Exorcist. If she wanted a movie where this does happen, she could have picked literally any movie in the slasher genre. So, yeah, that's, I guess, confusion just about whether the people were murdered in the theater or not. I think they, yeah, I mean, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Janelle submitted, my voice sounded like a pentagram between Amy Lee and a girl version of Gerard Roy. (laughs) <laughs> uh elizabeth submitted the uh i cried sexily i just wanted to go to the common room and slip wrists with my friends while we watched shark attack three and saw two and do it with draco but i knew i had to do something more impotent uh, shark attack three what is that i don't know shark attack? okay sorry I, I don't know why i thought you would know it um but, <laughs> demanding yeah. of megalodon me. <laughs> yes come on man. I think that's a book i think there's some famous like clips from that on the internet and it's like it's called subtitled megalodon i have heard of that uh this is from harris he did a spell and suddenly his broomstick came to him sexily <laughs> how does a broomstick move sexily i imagine it doing a boom chicka boom wiggle dance i also searched the word sexily it appears 32 times in the second half yet none in the first which makes it even more bizarre so Yep, that More was, credence to the leaning into it. That was one of mine. That was one of my dumb sentences. Yep. Yeah. Justin submitted. He what? Shark Attack Three is uh, Shark Attack Three Megalon is the second sequel to Shark Attack released in two thousand and two straight to video. The film is notable for featuring John Barrowman, who later found fame in popular shows such as Doctor Who and Torchwood, which I've never heard. Okay. Of, so no, me neither. But there you go. I mean, yeah, Doctor Who possibly leaning into the goth thing. I don't know. Could be. Justin submitted he looked more young than he did in the future. I, uh, I, uh, Bob Dylan's My Back Pages. I was so much older then. I'm younger than that now. <laughs> uh, IJC submitted Oh My God, Vampira, and also pointed out an Ed, Ed, Wood, Ed Wood homage. Brandon submitted Now Vampire's Dad Would Never Die, and okay, Satan and Hedwig, you guys can start making out, I said, and I started to film them with the iPod. He says she sort of just gave up halfway through a boring sentence to start a much new, much hornier sentence. <laughs> Uh, Mike submitted he looked at me with his gothic red eyes and spiky black hair as we have discussed before (laughs) apparently his hair also has a sense of sight Jacob submitted oh sorry I was just looking around because I thought it was class you said finally hoping he couldn't see the potion in your pocket he says now somewhere we're in a choose your own adventure book because yeah it's it's, it submits it's uh, changes to second person I didn't even notice that I didn't notice that either yeah you said finally hoping he couldn't see the potion in your pocket weird (laughs) It's uh, Bright Lights, Big City. And then Emily and Heather both submitted, I got up suicidally. And Heather said, the, the leave adverbs in this work have become my favorite part, and this one is my favorite example of my favorite part. 
Oh, nice. Is that it? What? Yeah, that's it. Do you have any more that weren't covered? I do. Uh, this is, again, I'm cheating. It's more than a sentence, but it has okay. to be together because her sentences are madness anyway, so who cares? Uh, hey, motherfucker, said Diablo with his <laughs> red hair. He was wearing a black P question mark A T D T shit and Blake baggy pants. <laughs> and I, did, I just didn't know what that meant at all. So panic at the disco is panic at the disco? I guess It's so. like a talking cat. It has a question mark after the panic. So I guess when you abbreviate it, you're forced to do that. Oh, the T shit and Blake baggy pants, though. <laughs> Again, trolling, trolling. And uh, mine, the one that I did not touch, I saved, saved it for this. It is Voldemort, Voldemort screamed Hedwig as his Glock touched Voldemort's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We all know what Glock is subbing in for them, although it did take me a while. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, this was something. It was. It was a uh, change of pace. I don't know what to even compare it to. I don't think there is a comparison here. <laughs> We've compared it to like everything in the uh, in the Western canon. No, I'm sorry. I mean this. from our from our previous. Oh, from yeah, our canon. Yeah, I mean it has to be closest to the Dwight David Thrash and, and Dale M. Courtney, but, but you know it, Jim Tice also from the uh, probably the same age group and uh, you know that sort of ri- writing it in your room as a disaffected youth. Oh, Jim Tice is, is uh, I don't know, Robert Frost oh. compared to this. Uh, yeah, it's unfair. I think it just may be their same lot in life. But the uh, the work itself, it's the it's the incoherence of, of Dwight David Thrash. Yes. But, <laughs> brother, I don't know how to finish the sentence. Taken to, a, taken to another level. Um, well, your sentence was said flirtily and sexually, so uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I just want to know if anyone knows. I mean, the, our our friend in the uh, what was he? Uh, was he an MP? Did he say? Uh, yeah, head head of the military police or something. Uh, I, I'll take his word for it, but I have never met anyone who has written this way, or I've never received any missive, or nor have I seen it, nor examined. So I am I'm left in the dark here. I, I mean, have sure. you? Uh no, no. I, it's it's hard to imagine. It's it's even you know, in college writing emails IMing like it there was no lapsing into the borderline incoherence of this story. It's hard to it's it's hard to imagine it happening offline. I'll just say that, you know, in in real written letters and stuff like that. Right. I mean, you uh, was there a period ever where you did the abbreviations, you know, for that time when you had to type T9 where you were doing that? No, I never really lapsed into that. I always thought it was sort of not worth the time and stuff. I never really got into lulls or anything yeah, like that. Either. You, d- you don't want that on record that you type right. that out is one yeah. thing. But yeah, it also just feels like, look, we can use this thing to make full words. Let's just do it. So... <laughs> I, I have obviously never done it, nor have I ever communicated with a human who writes this way. <laughs> so it's just baffling to me. It really is. But uh, yeah. but I I trust other people that there are people out there who who do this. So yeah. But I think it's you know it's just going to be one of those sort of gaps in uh, like your your vertical video TikTok disgust. It's just going to be people are coming up and they're going to be like, well, of course I type like this. Like, what do you care? I don't write in cursive, Grandpa. Like, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And, and also, uh, you know, um, uh, science abhors a vacuum. We may never know. 
And so we'll try to fill it in, but we we will just have to suffice that it is a mystery. And uh, yeah, we'll let it go at that. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of these books we read seem to, you know, just like NASA choosing uh, Halloween. People are going to, I'm sure that this is not the last we've heard of uh, Tara Gillespie. So if there is a actual more concrete uh, reveal of the identity, uh, people will be on the uh, on the horn to us, you know, as soon as it comes out, just like they were with Ready Player Two news. I hope so. I hope so. I hope some journalist out there, instead of chasing down corruption or uh, or fiends or or uh, you know some evil somewhere, is trying to find <laughs> out who Tata slash Terra slash Raven Claw, whatever the hell her name is, yes. real identity. That's please divert all your resources and work towards that. And yeah, I mean, you know, the Pulitzer Committee is probably getting bored about, you know, uncovering, you know, corruption in our judicial system or the the government, stuff like that. They're, they're looking for some some fresh young talent. So, yeah. So hint, hint. Let's get going on that, people. <laughs> Come on. Connor and I need answers. All right. Well, yes. thanks, everyone. Thank you, this was uh, quite a uh, quite a limited edition uh, 372. And uh, we'll <laughs> we'll talk soon about something uh, something meaty, I assume. I don't know. Oh, boy. Who knows? But, oh, boy. I've got an idea. Okay. All right. Tantalizing. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> and also thanks to our Patreon people, uh, and thanks to everyone who re- read and submitted, because reading this was not an easy task. So reading and then mashing up, is that is yeoman's work, and we thank you for that. Yes. Uh, Michael J. Nelson. Connor Lestoka. Three. See you next time. So long. <laughs> <laughs>